Do you like Big Sean? Big Show? Big Sean. Big Sean. Big Sean. Oh. Uh, yeah. He's not bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think back in the day, in hip-hop's heyday, he would have been, like, one of those rappers that, oh, uh, he's just one of those, like, uh... Mainstream guys? Mainstream guys, yeah, that puts out hits or club bangers kind of thing. You know what I mean? But unfortunately... But now... <laughs> With the in the post-apocalyptic lands that exactly. hip-hop reside. The fucking Mad Max era of hip-hop. Ugh. No, no. Never use Mad Max post-apocalyptic. There's only one comparison. To post-apocalyptic? Yeah. What? Waterworld. Water. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one, man. I love that one. That's a good one. Do you really want to see dry land, Gus? Yeah. You want to see it? Yes. I'll show you dry land. Did you like that movie? I saw it once. It's one of those... I saw it once, like, right after it came out on tape. It's one of those tape. bad movies that has a cult following. Because yeah. I happen to like it. Yeah, it's, it's, I happen to it's like good. that movie. It's Kevin Costner. He's got gills. You love Kevin Costner. Webbed feet. You? Because he makes sports movies? Because he makes all those baseball movies. Okay, he's made... Like, ten baseball movies. Made a few. Made a few. Definitely made a few. Off the top of my mm-hmm. head, Field mm-hmm. of Dreams, obviously, is the most famous one. Field of Dreams, yeah. Bull Durham. Have you seen Bull Durham? I've never seen Bull Durham. It's the shit, bro. Yeah. Is he also the natural? No. No? Who's that? No. Uh, Robert Redford, I think. Okay. He is Bull Durham, a, uh-huh. ma- a minor league catcher, a lifelong minor league catcher, mm-hmm. nicknamed Crash. Crash. Right. Okay. And the story picks it up right in the middle of um, a major league bound arm uh, played by Tim Robbins. Uh-huh. That happens to be on the Bor- on the Durham Bulls yeah. at the time. Yeah. Susan Sarandon's also a character in the... She's like a groupie. Yeah. That, but she's more than that. Ah. I don't know. You got to see the movie, man. It's good. It's really okay. good. And the other one he made was For Love of the Game. Have you ever seen that one? Is that when he's a rookie and he's like 80 years old? No. That was Dennis Quaid and oh. it's in a movie called The Rookie and he was 28, <laughs> played by Dennis Quaid who looked 88. <laughs> God, who who makes these decisions in Hollywood? Every fucking high school movie yeah. has a bunch of thirty-year-olds running around. Seriously, the fuck is that? And then about? Dennis Quaid, you have to depict the guy looking old by making him look ancient. Let me, let me. You he know could funny? just be a twenty-eight-year-old. There's a there's a new show on Netflix called uh, Thirteen Reasons Why or some shit like that. Yeah, I know the one. You know the one? Yeah, it's I'm getting like girl. ridiculously yeah. critically acclaimed right now. Yes. So my little brother, seventeen years old, was mm-hmm. watching the show, and um. I, I sit down with him just to see what he's watching or whatever. And he looks at me and he goes, do they really expect me to believe that all these kids are, are teenagers? <laughs> Never look like that. High school girls don't look like that. Yeah, for real. No, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, you know the ones. They've been drinking milk. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what they're drinking. Milk's on that body good. Well, I got to take it there, man. I'm not that big. No, we got a new one. That's he's, the same old one, but he said it again. He was really not happy. Oh no! Oh my god, it's episode 69. I'm so happy. <laughs> Susia in the house. Welcome in, everybody. Are you Lemonheads? Today is Monday, April 24th. That it is. 2017. This is just another rendition of your favorite sports podcast, Sports Show. Oh, yeah. We are Lemon City Live. 
Limit as in like the fruit. The voice you hear right now goes by the name of Hipster Rick. Sitting across from... Producer Fungus. And today we are without the third fresh. member of this crew. Very fresh. Last weekend, mm-hmm. Edwin. He's not here. Our condolences. R.I.P. Never forget. Hashtag, Unexcused hashtag never forget. Unexcused No actions. call, no show? No call, no show. Dude. <laughs> no, no. I talks. remember my Best Buy days. He t- <laughs> Back at working retail. Yeah. Dude, you can't fucking blame me. There were like 200 employees in that motherfucker. Yeah, bro. If I don't show up, they barely noticed. I mean, it's not like I was very good at my job anyway, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> All right. Coming up on today's show, we got a few things to discuss. We will get to baseball and everything that has ensued in just a second. I want to talk about some interesting things that have happened in the baseball world. Yeah. Uh, of course, we care heavily about the Marlins down here. Yeah. Some things have happened there, but something else, if you, um, if you, saw, if you happen to catch that Boston Orioles, Boston uh, Baltimore series over the weekend, then you know some interesting things happened. We'll get to that. We'll also be getting to the NBA playoffs because they've been hashtag lit. Hashtag lit. That's right, Gus. A little bit. You guessed it. A little bit. A little bit. A lot of bit. Uh, this first round's been pretty good. Yeah. I All guess. right. We'll get to it. We'll get to it because maybe we have differing opinions here. I think it's more drama than anything. But I believe the more pertinent subject right now is the world of football. The football. Dude. The beautiful game. Crazy. Do we have a football, Sam? Can you hit me with something? Oh. I like it. I like it. All right, now we can talk soccer. Let's do it. Okay. You and I are both FC Barcelona fans. Just a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you oh, more so. Fans, yeah. I'm, um, I'm sort of, I don't want to say a fair weather fan, but I'm coming around to uh, passionate. I don't want to be a hypocrite. That's what it is. Yeah. I think I, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I don't have as much invested in the team or definitely not the tenure that some of the fans have had, including you. Dude. So I don't want to seem like a hypocrite when I live or die, whether they win the Classic or not, because my life is not made or uh, broken. Look, I always say it doesn't matter when you become a fan, as long as when you pick that team, you stick with that fucking team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they're on the top of the world right now and you pick that team, okay, just if they fall off and they never get back on, you're gonna suffer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't be just don't be that guy that flip flops. You know what I mean? Like like we always talk about. Yeah, how... you hear me, uh, fucking Indian Maracas guy in Miami FC games. <laughs> <laughs> Last year found that strikers games. You I son mean, of a dick. Well, that guy's scared that his team is no longer in existence. No, that guy. Is... You know what I'm saying? That guy's got yeah. a job. He's got a yeah. note, and he hits it hard. Yeah. They give him the maracas, and he just doesn't stop shaking the entire game. Not at all. He just It's like he's quivering the entire you said, time. You said it uh, the other day that it's like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> it's like Charlie Murphy <laughs> and the player haters ball. Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Roll tape. It is. Yeah, bro. Just so start shaking up a storm. So good. No rhythm or anything to it. Just Well, he keeps his consistent rhythm, just not the same rhythm as everybody else. That's right. He doesn't care. He don't give, he don't give a shit. No. I, I once saw him going to the bathroom shaking his maracas. Yeah. I wonder how <laughs> and they he weren't in his ends. I, yeah, I, I wonder how he did it. But, all right. So, we yes. caught the game together. We watched it yeah. together. We saw the Classico on Sunday together. Uh-huh. And it was, if, um, if you're not in the Eastern time zone, well, then I don't know if I can figure it out with math, but it was at 2.45 on Sunday. 
Yes. And, of course, the Clásico is possibly the biggest regular season game that any league has to offer around the world. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there is a bigger global following for any one particular seemingly insignificant game, although this one was not insignificant because of the timing of it. Yeah. But if you want to break it down, it is just another regular season game. Of course. I mean, yeah, this is definitely but the, it isn't the biggest. But another regular it's season not, game. It's, it's the biggest rivalry in the world, hands down. Yeah, I think you, so. You can't even argue that. So Barcelona and Real Madrid at 2.45 p.m. on mm -hmm. Sunday, this time at Santiago Bernabeu which is where Real Madrid plays. That's yes. where they make their home. That game went down. Now, full disclosure, let's set this baby up a little bit. Do it. Right? Saturday, we covered a Miami FC game. Yeah. And then what happened, Gus? Oh, and then we had a, a, a great time. Then things got weird. <laughs> things got weird. That's what we do, man. We get weird. Then things got weird. We went out. We partied a little bit. Yes. We drank a little bit. Yes. There were people of all uh, walks of life. All genders, you, all I, races. I want to take credit. I want to take credit for orchestrating this weird night. By the way, it was a weird one, but you made it happen. That's what, what I do. You chose the place that we were going to after the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what we like to do. We party after the games. And I call the people. And we'll get to Miami FC in just a second because that was a hell of a game too. Oh yeah. But uh, so our weird night ensues, mm -hmm. and we get home at a very late or early, early time, morning, dude. Depending morning. on how you view it. There was people leaving to go to church. I think. They were not us, <laughs> not us. although we should have for all no, our sins. Seriously. But not only did we come home, but we came home with a few bodies. Yeah. Things, things, and things trailed. Yeah. And we came back over here and we housed a few, um, shall we say, rehab assignments, right? People oh. were trying to get rid of the night before, before, uh -huh. uh, you know, uh -huh. making it home in the morning or making it to wherever they needed to go. Yes. So you and I find ourselves waking up a little bit later on Sunday. Yeah. By the way. Shout out to designated drivers, bro. That's right. Shout out. That's how we do. Yep. So, we get up and we find the uh, we find the Clásico. Yes. And we enjoy the game together. Yes, sir. This shit was bananas. It might have been the best Clásico I've I've ever seen in my short time as a Barcelona fan. Yeah, man. Because I think so too. Just because of the finish. It was. It was something. It was now this crazy. game, and I I want to talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Does any other sporting event in the world deliver as much as this one does? Um, These two teams are just so yeah. at the top of their game. Like at I said, all times. it's the biggest rivalry. It's the biggest rivalry, and they're both like the top two teams in the world yeah. consistently. You see, the problem is that... At least for the past 15 years. In North American sports, nothing is guaranteed. The problem with having salary cap sports... We're not the problem because it, it, it matches the leagues evenly, but the problem in this particular case is that a lot of things can go wrong. For example, the Lakers-Boston, uh, Lakers-Celtics rivalry that we all loved mm -hmm. because of all the years that they went at each other. Yeah. Not a great one right now. No. That, those teams, because in a salary cap sport, when you lose your superstars or through maybe not great drafting or whatever it might be, you have your lows. Yeah. Few teams in that league don't. The San Antonio Spurs are an anomaly for what they've done the last almost two oh, yeah. decades. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So in, in a sport like that, it's tough to stay consistently good at all times, and especially for two teams to do it, two particular teams to do it. Exactly. And baseball, not a salary cap sport, but baseball guarantees very little in the way of winning. You can, do, you can be consistently good like the Dodgers are right now by throwing a bunch of money at it, but even the Yankees, one of the richest franchises in, in the game, is they're struggling right now because yep. while their stars 
got a little bit older. They, mm-hmm. they haven't been able to throw money at the right guys. They're trying to develop some young players. So, and that's just here in North America. Exactly. The fact that you have no such salary cap in, in that league, mm-hmm. in La Liga, yeah. in, in Spain, and the fact that these two teams are always good no matter what because they're always not only evolving but regenerating. They're always uh, developing young talent. Yeah. Unlike in, in some of our sports here in North America where uh, it might affect your draft position or whatever, these teams getting great players consistently yeah. does not affect their upbringing of the young talent. Exactly. Like the, the you know, the... Because the it, they don't have, they don't really have like a minor league system over there. Right. You know, they, they have youth organizations where mm-hmm. they sign kids from, from freaking like eight years yeah. old. Now they have mean? B clubs and, and all that shit, but... Yeah, but that's all part of their youth. Correct. You know, you, you go from one step to the next and eventually you end up at the top club. So it, it, it's in such a state that it pretty much guarantees that these two teams will be good. Now, of course, you can have a lackluster season, and of course, you can have a disappointing season. These, these two teams are no strangers to that. Yeah. But they're consistently good, and they're consistently among the world's best. So the fact that they play each other twice a year in the regular season, at the very least, because they can face off in the Champions League or in the Copa del Rey or whatever. This exactly. summer, they'll, they'll play a friendly here in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they're consistently good and that they have to play each other pretty much guarantees that this is going to be a good game no matter what. Yeah. I remember a few years ago when Barcelona was at the top of the game. Do you remember that 5-0 route that Barcelona put on them yes. on Real Madrid? Yeah. That was that was a little bit strange. But even then, it was mm-hmm. a good game. Yeah. You know? I mean, I bet it wasn't a good game if you were a Real Madrid fan. <laughs> exactly. But, but what I'm saying is the intensity, the players, they go at it. And a lot of these guys know each other. A lot yeah, of these yeah. guys play for the Spanish team together or for mm-hmm. whatever other nations. Yeah, uh, like famously... Uh, Pique and Sergio and Ra- Ramos, and Ramos. Yeah. they hate each other when they're playing against each they other. Fucking hate. But when they're when they're when they play for the national team, yeah, they're and like they're both defenders, friends. so they play they play right next to each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but when they play together, they're like best friends. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't know that any other game, particular, and and then it's just a regular season. Because mm-hmm. then I was having this conversation at work today, and maybe you you want to compare it to like the Super Bowl. And, and status of event. Yeah. Now, of course, it doesn't compare because this isn't for a championship. But in status of event, into what it means mm-hmm. for these two fan bases, for the world, for the spectators, for even the, the, the fair weather sports fans. Yeah, I think you can compare it. It's huge. It's a huge event. I mean, shit, Stephen Ross got on stage at the press conference when they announced the Classico this summer. Yeah. And for a game that won't matter, it's essentially a preseason game, a friendly, mm-hmm. he said he wanted to make that event as big as as a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be now, a week-long event. imagine the stakes event. going into this one because of what the league is yeah. in the standings. Yeah, it's crazy. This, this, this was a meaningful game. Even yeah. though it's a... Re- the thing is, that reg- in the, regu- or the regular season is Everything. essentially the playoffs. There's no, there it's are everything. no playoffs. Mm-hmm. So every game matters. Yeah. So if, if it's tight at the end, it's basically like game seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? In this particular... We're not in the business of trying to explain everything uh, to, to the listeners or the audience. But yeah. in this particular case... Real Madrid was sitting at 75 points for the season, Mm -hmm. but they have a game in hand. That's the thing. While Barcelona now has five games remaining, Real Madrid still has six. Six, yeah. So they're tied at the top of the standings at 75 points apiece. It's all good. That just means that they have more opportunities to lose. Yeah. Is that it? (laughs) But this was a meaningful game because essentially Real Madrid could have just taken Barcelona out of it. Yeah. At 72 points, if they had gotten up to 78 with a game in hand to Mm -hmm. make up six points, very difficult. Yeah. And it seemed for a while there. Now, if you're not familiar with the game, then you should be. And you should just 
pause this baby right now and then, mm-hmm. you know, go check out some highlights or something. Come back to it. But, okay, so the first goal, right? Yes. It's just a little squibbler yeah. that finds its way into the back of the net. Real Madrid goes up one zip. Yeah. Minutes later, Leo Messi comes up with the tie. And oh, one of the sickest goals I've ever seen. Honestly, it's being underrated. I understand yeah. that the last one was the one that won the game, but that one was so much more impressive. Yeah. The fact that he was hit in stride and he was full steam ahead, man. Yeah, man. He right. makes that cut around Carvajal, making him look fucking nasty, broke his ankles. Mm-hmm. And then the presence of mind to instead of going foot side, to go mm-hmm. across the goal yeah. to get past Keylor Navas, who had a hell of a game, by the way. Bro, if, if Madrid would have won, it would have been because of Keylor Navas. That guy was out of fucking yeah. control. Now, you got to be a little bit lucky. I've, I've, we've, all, we've talked about this before. Yeah. You got to be a little bit lucky as a goalkeeper. Yeah, like you balls have to find you as much as you find them or mm-hmm. whatever. Like that, that one PK hit that was right into his body. Oh, yeah, but he was there. I mean, he was there. He was doing things. And Kaylor Navas was really good. I'm not going to take yeah. that away from him. Oh, he's awesome. But that goal by Messi was really impressive. Mm-hmm. So then, Barcelona scores the second goal, which was the rocket, rocket titch. Yeah. Okay, that shit was fucking ridiculous, dude. He looked like Messi. So yeah, he dude. goes, he goes off foot. He goes to the left side, mm-hmm. and he rockets that baby past Kaylor Navas, man, yeah, from man. just outside the box. And I loved it because one, one of the things that I, that I um, critique Barcelona about is that I feel like they're always trying to dribble the ball into the goal pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they never take outside shots. Yeah. So, so, and that's they're very exactly methodical what, about their, their scoring. They, exactly. They exactly. want to look for the, the – it's like the high percentage shot. Exactly. As opposed to just taking chances. Exactly. And this time, Rakitic, bro, just from outside the 18, bro. He, he was disgusting. It. He yeah. ripped that shit. If you didn't see it, it was, it, was something, it was something nasty. Yeah. So then the game gets a little bit crazy, like it always does. Yes. Right? And then we had that moment. We had the moment with Sergio mm-hmm. Ramos. Care to explain? The one where he fouled Messi? That's correct. Oh, but when he stepped, when he, uh, he slide tackled Messi, cleats first. Yeah. Airborne. Airborne. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely... No regard for the ball, just going for the player. The ball was nowhere near. And this is what you have to do because he he was the last guy. After him, it was Keylor Navas. Yeah. So if you're you're Sergio Ramos, that's what you have to do. Yeah. But a better time tackle and maybe one with where your spikes aren't airborne Mm -hmm. maybe gets you a yellow card as opposed to a straight red. Exactly. And he was bitching up a storm out of it. Oh, of course. Now, honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, and it's not because I'm a Barcelona because I can be totally unbiased about this whole thing. Yeah. It's not only that he deserved the red, because in my mind he did. Even though he didn't cause any injury or anything like that, which, by the way, well, uh, we forgot to mention that, the Marcelo elbow on Messi's face. Yeah. Homeboy had to get stitches on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Messi. Mm-hmm. And he did it after the game, I guess? Marcelo got him that elbow to the face. That shit yeah. was ridiculous. And Barcelona was missing Neymar in this game. We, haven't, we didn't even say, say that. We didn't get to that. But it was crazy. So, anyways, this tackle by Sergio Ramos, I think it did deserve a straight red, because mm-hmm. he, he was nowhere near, and the spikes were airborne. But then he makes that show on the way out where he's seen talking to PK and telling him to shut up or, or keep talking. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. And he does the, the hand puppet signal. Yeah, yeah. And he does all that bullshit. But then he's also in the referee's face and he's talking to the referees. And then, you know, he's like sarcastically clapping at him and saying, good job and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask me, and maybe you haven't, but I'm going to fucking tell you anyway. Do it. <laughs> fair is fair, bro. Yeah. If Neymar gets a three or four game ban for that for, for mouthing off to the to the referee when mm-hmm. seemingly nothing happened, no obscene gestures or anything like that, just a respectful or an, a, what FIFA or whoever the fuck the powers that be uh-huh. considered a disrespectful uh, exchange with the referee, 
then, I mean, Sergio has to get something comparable. Am I wrong here? No, I, I completely agree. Because uh, I was reading about why Neymar got suspended, and it was for that exact reason. Yeah. He got two yellows in a game, so he got sent off, and then he did the same thing. He did the sarcastic clapping, mm-hmm. whatever. So, I mean, I, I, that sets precedence, dude. Yeah. You gotta, Honestly, you yeah. do that to everybody now? Like, it, they, they either got to not do that to anybody or do it to everybody. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not of the mind, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not of the mind that these things... Referees should be you referees should be held to a higher standard. I always believe this. Yeah. I hate it when the fucking baseball umpire gets indignant with the guy that shows him up at home plate. Dude, you're you're like you're the one that's removed. This game doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. You're still getting your paycheck. Mm-hmm. You have no rooting interest in this shit. You just called this guy out on what he thought was a questionable strike. Keep your cool head yeah. and let the guy keep going. Yeah. Don't get fucking offended by what he does and then just ring him up and toss him out right away because your fucking ego can't handle it. Your exactly, pride. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Referees are supposed to hold a cooler head. Yep. So I'm not of the mind that any of these guys should be suspended I because agree. that game means so much to Sergio Ramos, just yeah. as the game did to Neymar. Of course. But fair is fair. Yeah. If you're going to suspend Neymar, then you've already set the president, and Sergio should likewise go down the same route. I agree. That's my thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree 100%. Now, PK had some things to say about it and after the game. Actually, before we get into that, uh-huh. Barcelona was trying to to appeal Neymar's suspension. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that he would participate in the Clásico. Exactly, exactly. And because they thought that, that was, it was unfair, like mm-hmm. he didn't like completely go on a, on a foul mouth written rampage yeah, or just, anything like that. He just it didn't, you know, sarcastic it, clapping and, yeah. and saying and Honestly, expressing his disagreement. You know it, what I mean? But to, whatever. To us who have no, uh, we don't have the privilege of getting to hear the sound. Yeah. It didn't seem like much. Exactly. It so. didn't even seem like much. Now, exactly. maybe he, you know, he cursed out his fucking mother. I have no idea. But <laughs> it didn't seem like much to us. Exactly. So if mouthing off is really that valuable to them mm-hmm. or that costly, then likewise, I think this needs to go down the same route. And it happens in every fucking soccer game where a guy gets called for a, a foul or he gets carded and then he's yelling at the referee. Of course like, it I've, does, dude. I've, I've I mean, been seeing this my whole life. Like, I, get, I get fucking pissed at pickup basketball games and they mean nothing. Exactly. You understand? <laughs> when you're in the middle of it and the juices are flowing yeah, and this dude. shit means something to you. Mm-hmm. referees should be held to a higher standard. They should keep their head. Yes. And then, I mean, come on, man. We're not children here. Exactly. If this guy says some shit, and more often than not, these players end up apologizing to the referees after yeah. the game anyways when cooler heads prevail. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So just let them fucking cool off in the middle of it. Shit. Exactly. If players have a cool down period before they even meet with the media, mm-hmm. then how can we expect them to, in the middle of the game, while this shit is going on, just completely be rational about, rational about everything. Exactly. Referees need to stop being so fucking sensitive. Seriously, I agree. I agree. But um, the governing body that's supposed to mm-hmm. uh, take care of the appeal for Barcelona and Neymar never got back to Barcelona regarding yeah. the suspension. That's some bullshit, They huh? never got back to them. So Barca had to eventually just say, okay, we, we're not going to play them. Because yeah. if we play them, if we play Neymar, and then they say that, they're, that they upheld the suspension, then like, yeah. it nullifies hell, the hell win or pay. something. Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy bullshit. But yeah, it's some bullshit. It. Now, PK said it after the game because, uh, you know, and this is, this is all part of the rivalry, but he said that Sergio knew he was wrong. He knows he was wrong. Yeah. He, uh, that he thinks. He thinks he, he'll see, he'll recognize that he was wrong. He knows that he, that was a straight red, and he knew he shouldn't have done what he did. And, uh, and then he's, he made some mention to the fact that he's used to getting softer treatment when it comes to playing at home. Yeah. Because Real Madrid is like they're notorious for getting uh, all sh- all, all the, the shit go their way. Yeah. yeah, all the calls. Yeah, I mean that that's I mean that and that happens in a lot of uh, big teams when they play at home, even yeah. in NBA and 
whatever. Like LeBron gets all the home calls, yeah, shit like course. that. It happens. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, you know that's, that's a normal thing that happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, that studies have been done on this shit. Normally, the home crowd it, it affects the refereeing. Like you, the home team gets the calls. Yeah. But whatever. It's human nature. All right. So here's what eventually ends up happening. The unthinkable ends up fucking happening in this game. Which is? That you concede the tying goal with a man down. Yes. Un, like, that can't happen. Yeah. No. That can't fucking happen. And that just that's, uh, pretty much sums up Barca's season. That's exactly you know what, I mean? what I was about their, their to say. It's bro. like the epitome of what Barcelona's season has been. It is so representative of what their defense has been all season, which yeah. is just shitty. Mm-hmm. And even in the moments that they have to get it done, they cannot. Yeah. But man, okay, so a man down, and then do all you got to do is stack the box a little bit, right? Play, play back a little bit or whatever, even that's if that's not, not your do, typical man. side. Yeah. I understand, but just keep the ball possession long enough to not allow this shit to go down. Yes. Okay, so how many are you guys? The, bar, the fucking Real Madrid reject comes into the game, <laughs> okay? The, the redheaded stepchild, the one that nobody wants around. Yeah. But for some reason, they won't fucking let him go to PSG or wherever the fuck oh, else let, he's been rumored. Let him go, bro. Free, hashtag free hummus. Yeah, maybe, but... You know, do you think there's anything, because I always, I'm a little reluctant to, to, to talk about these things because we never know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe fucking Hamas doesn't want to go. Maybe he wants to make it at Real Madrid. I have no idea, you know? It's not going to happen though, man. No, fuck that. I it's think not going to happen. His time there is done. No, uh, he's falling out of grace. He's, yeah. And the thing is, now there were plenty of people that, that were not fans of the signing because essentially, yeah, he had been good at Monaco, but essentially we saw one good summer from him in the World Cup yeah. when Colombia made that unexpected run. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Real Madrid just gives him like historic deals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but that's what they do, you know? Of course. They take us because it means nothing for them to take well, a swing and miss on a guy like that. Those millions mean nothing to them. They no, wipe their ass with that's that chump change. Oh, these teams out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, Barcelona does the same shit. You know? Oh, yeah. But, um, Okay, so he comes into the game. Mm-hmm. Crazy run. Crazy run across the box off of a... Who was it? It was, it was Marcelo. It was yeah. Marcelo that kind of Dude. takes it off down the left sideline. As, as much as I can't stand Marcelo, bro, his, he's got skill, bro. He does. That guy, his passes are but always the thing on is point. Like, he's even, he's even, he even dribbles pretty like how you expect a Brazilian to dribble. Yeah. Even though that's not a big aspect of his yeah. game. Bro, when he needs to, I man. Just, damn. But doesn't Sick. he feel like... Like, he ups his game against Barcelona? Yes. Is it just me, or is he a little bit of a Barcelona? Like, he's just a left back who, who plays his best games against Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> he's just driving up way more. His passes are on point mm-hmm. every single time. He's just so, like, he, he's their playmaker in these games, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So he dribbles it down the left sideline, and he almost, almost fucking, uh, this shit was about to go out, mm-hmm. and he, he, he kind of, uh, he's lefty. So he kind of lefts one, uh, curls one into the box, right off, right out of the reach of Rakitic's leg, yeah. or else it would have turned into some some sort of corner. And Hamas unexplicably gets free around all the defenders and just comes in to tap it right past Ter Sagan's head. Yep. It almost took his fucking head off. Yeah. And the unthinkable fucking happens. Down a man, and they tie the game. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what was it, the 88th minute, the goal? Maybe, it was a pretty maybe, late. Man, I should know this. Maybe That's a little That was irresponsible of me. Yeah. But, man, it was... It was, it was late in the game. It, just, it couldn't happen. It yeah. couldn't fucking happen. And this was after a couple of uh, opportunities missed by Barcelona. Oh. That, that, you know, that close one by Pique is the yeah. one that comes to mind. Yes. Because it was just right into Keylor Navas's. And there was another one where, um, where Barca crossed the ball into the, into the goal kick area. Not just the penalty area. Yeah. You know, the goal kick area, which is even right in front of the fucking goal. Mm-hmm. And Messi was right there. 
And, you know, he's lefty, so he wanted to use, use his left to kick it into the goal, but yeah. he should have used his right. So the ball ended up going wide right and, out, and right in front of the fucking goal, dude. Like, you don't think Messi would miss that shot, but, but he did. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, uh, for him, in, in that, and I, I don't mean this to sound as an excuse because it isn't, yeah. but it was a right-footed strike, whereas he's not exactly. right-footed. So he he just but but it was but wide it's not like he open. can't use his right foot like he uses his right oh, foot no, all the fucking got, time. I don't well, know why he did. It's gotten a lot better throughout his career. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better throughout his career. Of course, I don't Where know why he to, doesn't though. Like, that used to be like the biggest criticism for him, but his yeah. his right has gotten a lot better. It was, and I have this. Hold on, just give me one second here. You know what it was is that he just kind of reverted to muscle memory because you could see in the play, he starts to kick it with his left foot and then he kind of like hesitates. And it was you in the eighty fifth, bro. In the eighty fifth, the Hamas goal. Fuck. It was in the eighty yeah. fifth. Late in the game, dude. I mean, it was just like the wind was taken out of your sails. Yes. And the thing is, it was at Bernabeu, so like the exactly. whole stadium fucking blows up. Yeah. And if you're Barcelona, that was it. Mm-hmm. Every Barcelona fan is thinking, shit, that's it for the season. Yeah. We just fucking in the same week that you you get eliminated from the Champions League because mm-hmm. that's something we didn't discuss. Exactly. That they couldn't come back from that three 0 deficit against uh, against Juventus. Yes. So in the same week that you get eliminated from the Champions League, essentially this goal comes along. The unthinkable happens. Down a man, Real Madrid, at home, is able to fucking tie the game against you, and every Barcelona fan is thinking, fuck it, that's it for the league? Yeah, man. Bro, it was heartbreaking. Definitely. But then it happened. Yeah. <laughs> but then, bro, they didn't get... And I got to tell you, man. Honestly, I was watching the Champions League game against Juventus, mm-hmm. and even down 3-0 where they would have had to get... They would have had to hang three up on them. It was the 80th minute. It was the 80th, 85th minute, 88th yeah. minute. These guys weren't fucking giving up. They weren't just dribbling the ball or whatever. No. They they kept attacking. Of course. And it was the same thing in this game, man. Yeah. 85th minute, like, the odds are just completely stacked against you. That's what they do, man. And shit, bro. Okay, so tell us about the goal. What happened? Oh, all right. Uh, once again, Sergi Roberto. Dude, the super... Ooh. Why is nobody talking about this? Super know, underrated bro. his run in the open field. Yes, dude. He just got away, man. Yeah, man. That fucker's fast. He's fast, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he breaks into the middle of the field. Uh, he gets close to the 18. And then he kicks the ball to the left corner. Yeah, he passes it to Gomez. To Gomez, yes. Yeah. Gomez uh, does a little short pass to Jordi, Jordi Alba, Alba. Who's coming down the left side. Exactly. That's his job. Yep. And then Jordi Alba just kicks it right back into the top of the, the box. Another underrated thing. Yes. Suarez is summy. Uh, Suarez is uh-huh. dummy yes. to let it go to Messi. To Messi. Bro, oh. that shit was ridiculous. Suarez just lets it pass him. Messi comes mm-hmm. around. He, he ran a long fucking way for this thing. Yeah, man. Just right the, back to the top of the oh. box where he just one touches it. Left-footed curler oh. just outside of Keller Navas' reach, yeah, and man. then fucking bedlam. Because essentially, that was the last play of the game. Yeah, dude. Right it, after it that, was, the whistle blew. It was the 95th minute. And then the most savage celebration you've ever fucking oh, seen. dude. Along with that ridiculous call by Ray Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was out of control, bro. Love Ray Hudson, bro. That guy's the best, fucking bro. Fucking love that guy. Talking about dropping a tarantula into your shorts, <laughs> a flaming arrow into the hearts of Real Madrid fans. <laughs> this guy's out of fucking control, bro. Bro. But, okay, He's so the best. Messi, he goes down to the left side. Yes. And he takes his fucking jersey off and just shows it to the crowd. Yeah. Oh. Shows him the back of the jersey so Savage, they see his name bro. and his number. Savage, bro. Savagery, dude. Everybody, that, you could hear a pin drop in that stadium. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, what a classical, man. What a Crazy. fucking game. It was amazing. It was oh. amazing. But yeah, man, so... So now, as we discuss, if you care about such things, uh, La Liga is now tight at the top. Yep. Both hold 75 points, with the third team being who you expected to be, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. 
Uh, it's pretty much those three. I was having this conversation today as well today. That's the problem, yeah. and that's always Edwin's uh, criticism of La Liga. Mm-hmm. It's always those three teams at the top, and then one or two unexpected teams make a, an unexpected run. Like this year, it's Sevilla. Mm-hmm. But they hold down the fourth spot. But, okay, so 75 points at the top for both of these teams. Now, uh, Real Madrid has a game in, in hand, but Barca has five games left, or Real has six. Yeah. It's going to be a good finish here. It's going to be a great finish, man. And this is it. And this the thing is, is because that Barca holds the tiebreaker. Yeah. Because of their head-to-head Yeah. Well, uh, the first one ended... head And that was the thing, man. The one at Camp Nou ended in such a fucking heartbreak with oh, that yeah, Sergio yeah. Ramos last-minute goal yeah, yeah. to tie it mm-hmm. that this one... I mean, Barcelona had to have this one. Yeah. They had to. But yeah, they did. Crazy. Uh, and Barcelona has nothing else to play for. Honestly. No, that's it. I mean, they, they, I mean, they have the Copa del Rey, but nobody really gives a shit about it now exactly. that Real Madrid is out. The only, and Atletico. The only time the Copa del Rey matters is if you've won the other two so that you can have the trouble. That's right. Yeah. That's the only time yeah, matters. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, they're, they're eliminated from the Champions League. So, yeah. you know. And now Real Madrid hasn't won the Liga in uh, a good amount of time here. I think they haven't won it since, I want to say 2012 or something. It's been a while. Yeah, it's yeah. been a little bit for them. So, this is, this is important to them while they're still in the Champions League, but they have no Copa del Rey. Exactly. So, this, this is, this is going to be some kind of finish here. Yeah, and uh, Madrid has not won a double, which yeah. is two of the three championships since, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, pretty cool, that? man. That's crazy. Yeah. So when was the last time they even won a trouble? Who knows? I have no idea. Well, I mean, honestly, teams like Barcelona have desensitized us to that a little bit because that shit yeah. doesn't happen, man. It, okay? yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like, weird. It's the, I remember the, the first time Barca won their, their how, trouble in how recent. How big a deal memory. it was, right? It was a big deal. And then he did it again. Yeah, it was a then, huge deal. It's like it, winning the triple crown in baseball. It hadn't been done yeah. in 45 years. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but Barcelona is kind of desen- They've been so good. Yeah, and man. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, make this about putting it into perspective or anything, but they've been so good that they have kind of desensitized us a little bit because that just doesn't happen. Like you just don't win the treble like that. You don't just, just exactly. fucking win everything. Exactly. We're talking about, uh, you know, the, the Champions League is tough to win, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a tournament style. Anybody can just fucking have a good game. Shit, Leicester's had this run, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. So I mean, yeah, man. I think we're. I think we're good for we are for La Liga. You think we are good? No, I mean, I'm saying you and I are good about talking about La Liga. I think we're done with it. Is oh, what I'm oh okay. <laughs> I thought you meant Barcelona is in a good position. I thought you you were referring to we are you know you and Barcelona. Oh, that too though. That too. All right. So real quick, because we uh, we made mention of it. Yes. The semifinal of the Champions League is now set up, uh-huh. and it will be Real Madrid taking on Atletico Madrid. Yes. And Monaco taking on Juventus. So there you go. That's good. pretty good. It will like take it. place on Tuesday, May 2nd, Tuesday, May 3rd, the first leg of those two matches, Atletico, uh, the Madrids, mm-hmm. uh, respectively, and then uh, Monaco and Juventus. So for a fourth straight year, I think, Madrid, one of the Madrids is going to be in a final. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. How about that? Good, then. good for them. <laughs> <laughs> good for them. Good so for them. Good, All right, good so, for you. Oh, good for <laughs> you. As far as other... Um, Soccer, yeah, is concerned. Miami FC, yeah. You want to take this one? I've been talking a whole lot. Let's do it, bro. Miami FC, man. Uh, they have been struggling, but not struggling. If that makes any sense. Yeah. They are just controlling the shit out of their matches, but they can't seem to score the damn ball, man. This past Saturday, they played against North Carolina FC, who came into came into town at uh, I think they were fifth place. I forget. I don't know. Anyways, we'll get that information. I'll get that information for you. Go ahead. Do it. So. Yeah, man, they came into town. Miami FC is just completely controlling the the entire game. Uh, 
just like the Cosmos game, they had more opportunities, but, you know, North Carolina takes the ball downfield once and they score, and, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? It's frustrating. It's frustrating, dude. But here's, here's the thing. The problem is that Miami FC finds themselves in the middle of a three-game, home, a three-game four-week homestand. Yeah. That is because they had, the, they had their home opener against the New York Cosmos a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. Yep. A game which they ended up losing, 2-0. to zero. We mm-hmm. covered that. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard of it, then go back on our website and listen to it. Check it out. Or check out the recap. So they end up losing the home opener to the Cosmos. Then they have a week off at home mm-hmm. before staying at home and taking on North Carolina FC. And then next weekend, of course, uh, FC Edmonton comes into town. Yes. So in a four-game stretch where you don't have to go anywhere, there's mm-hmm. no traveling involved, there's no anything, a team that is, has high expectations, so let's be real, especially coming off of that tie at North Carolina FC where they opened up the season. Yeah. It was a 1-1 tie to open up the season. And then they had that drubbing, that 3-0 drubbing of, uh, of New York Cosmos. Oh, they beat that ass. That was fucking awesome because mm-hmm. you saw the potential of this team. And I wrote about it in my piece. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a disappointing because you want that three-game stretch at home. You want it to mean something. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't because, well, the New York Cosmos did what they did. And now mm-hmm. North Carolina FC, much like... Uh, New York Cosmos, they had that defensive strategy going on, and Nessa uh, spoke about it. He, he talked about it after the, the press conference. And here's the problem, man. The problem is that if teams are going to ha- take, if clearly, if so very clearly, the strategy, the game strategy coming into Miami is we play a defensive game yeah. and we take our chances in the counter when we, when we can, then Miami needs to, find the play, needs to find the way to get past it. Yeah. You understand? At some point, I wrote about this in the piece. At some point, Saying that they played good soccer is not going to be enough. Exactly. There's no such thing as a moral victory. And, um, and not in the standings. Nesta said it in the press conference. He doesn't believe. That, what did he that, say, that, Gus? He, he said. <laughs> God, he says. Ain't nobody going. Nope. Damn Dude. it, I lost it. I'm not that. Yeah, that's there what he go. said. No, he, he seriously said, said it, that. and he said it a whole fucking lot. Too. Yeah, he did. But anyways, he said it in the press conference. He's he doesn't believe that they're being unlucky. Or whatever, something that they can't control. But correct, fuck, they're being unlucky. No. Of course they are. You know what I mean? This a lot happened. of those, a lot of their dude. shots, bro, shots coming hitting the bar. I saw a lot of Florida Panthers oh, hockey close. this season, dude. And there were so many games where there were just so many shots on goal and nothing was going in. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes your team is just unlucky. Sometimes they, uh, we yeah, we man. talked about this. What was it? It was a uh, it was actually twenty two to four. I just looked it up. Twenty two to four, Shit. eighteen shot advantage for the Miami FC, and eight to four on goal. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll, I'll, this happens in soccer a lot. Maybe you're, in, uh, in, in this case, uh, New York Cosmos have what's considered one of the best goalies, if not the best goalie in the NASL, mm-hmm. by, uh, a guy by the name of Jimmy Maurer. Yeah. Now, this, this dude, was, he was really good in the game. But sometimes you're just unlucky in the way that you hit it, or he just happens to be in the right place when, wherever you happen to end up hitting it or whatever. It was kind of, you saw, you saw traces of that in this game. Now, Miami didn't have the full-on assault that they had against the Cosmos, against North Carolina FC, mm-hmm. but they were still getting plenty of opportunities, plenty of crosses, plenty of shots on goal, plenty of opportunities in yeah, the box man. that were just not being converted. Yeah. So, this is still the beginning of the season. This is Miami's fourth game of the season. Yeah. I mean, they're still, what, what are they, third, fourth place? Yeah, we'll talk about I mean, what ended up happening in that game in a second. Yeah. But this is just Miami's fourth game of the season, and I alluded to this in my, in my article, and especially the one against the New York Cosmos. It's really important right now to take on the quality of soccer. Let's not just be suckers to the scoreboard and consider, oh, fuck it, they're losing, they're bad. That's not yeah. the way it goes. No. That doesn't tell the whole story, and you'd be mm-hmm. ignorant if you, thought of, if you thought of it that way. Exactly. They're playing good soccer. That's yeah. much more important at this stage. 
However, we are nearing the, the point where that's no longer enough. Yeah. Playing good soccer is no longer enough. If Nessa believes this to be true, and clearly it's been proven over the past couple of matches, mm-hmm. that teams will come down here and play that defensive game, then Miami FC needs to find a way to get past that. Yeah. Shots on goal and taking pride in the fact that you played good soccer is not going to be enough if the scoreboard doesn't reflect it. Of course. Because you got to exactly. get points. Yeah. If to, to win, you got to get points. Mm-hmm. Now, Miami was able to tie this one at the end with just a crazy, crazy goal in the 95th minute. Five yeah. minutes of added time Miami gets mm-hmm. after just a super frustrating match where, again, they outshot their opponent. Again, they had more opportunities. The ball possession was just despair. The disparity was ridiculous. And Miami gets a chance in the 95th minute. Who did get that goal to? Was it Pino? It was Robert Baggio uh, Casira. Baggio, yes, right, that's yeah. right, that's right. Robert Roboito. 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 <laughs> Dated a uh, voodoo woman named Phyllis, was Phyllis. it? I think it was Phyllis. And changed his name to Roboito. <laughs> so shout out oh, to, um, to the Mud Dogs. And yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's go, Mud Dogs. Remember that time, Bobby? We're shaking. And to the end of Bernay or something like that. Bernay. <laughs> oh my god god water boy so water good boy. it's a good movie okay so robert baggio the down the left breaks. side dude it was an impossible angle too yeah man it was an impossible angle so much so that originally we thought it was uh stefano pino who came in at the end and kind of tapped it across the other side yeah but uh it was determined that the ball had already crossed the the, the, the line. line at that point and mm-hmm. they they ended up crediting the young one with it yeah. Which is pretty cool. He's been playing awesome this season. Yeah, right? he was also really good in the post-game interview. Yeah. This is a guy who uh, is very young, and he, is, he said it himself that he considers himself to be a midfielder, mm-hmm. but they want him to play back a little bit. They want him to play a little bit more defense. They, wanna, they want him to play that left-back position. Yeah. And that he's been learning from one of the greats, mm-hmm. Alessandro Nessa, he's been learning to make that decision of when he should fall back, when he should be more creative with the ball. When he should just go for it. Exactly. And he says that Nessa wants him to attack, attack, attack. But, of course, there's a right time for everything. Exactly. And in this case, man, it really paid off for them. It was an impossible angle. And he salvaged what was a really shitty, essentially, 190 minutes of soccer for Miami FC. Yeah, dude. Because following that New York Cosmos, that was just heartbreaking, man. Yeah, man. When you know that you're the team that played better and you still take home the loss, this one, they were about to swallow that one, too. Yeah. So Nessa, after the game, says that he's not happy. With a tie, mm-hmm. but I bet that that, uh, but I bet that at that fucking moment in the 95th minute when Casero was able to get that goal, they felt good as shit. Oh yeah, because at least you take home a point as opposed to swallowing three. Exactly, man. And let me tell you, Nesta doesn't look pissed. He didn't look. You know what I mean? The problem is, I mean, because he knows how much of this is political correctness. How much of it oh, yeah. is he's supposed to say, "Oh, I'm not happy if we don't win." No, I'm, I'm sure. You understand what I'm saying? Of, yeah, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Because he said it. He but says he, he loves his guys. Yeah, he loves yeah. the expectations. He knows they're playing great. Yeah, and he knows that eventually the balls are gonna start going in, dude. They have to. They have to. I'll, this Damn. shit has to regress to the mean at some point. You yeah. can't be this unlucky all season. Exactly. You understand? Yeah. You have to trust the fact that you're getting. And uh, somebody, somebody in the post game press conference asked Poku, who had his press conference right next to. Uh, Nessa, mm-hmm. they asked him, oh, was it you? Maybe. What happens? What needs to happen in order to start converting shot opportunities I... into actual goals? Yeah, that was me. Was that actually you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was fucking writing my article in the back, so I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but yeah, and Poku just says, honestly, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And you have to trust the process. You have to trust the fact that shots will eventually fall. Yeah. And they have to. Honestly, that's, that's the way you do it. You can't play much better than they've been playing. That, what's the recipe to fucking winning here? Okay, it's your ball possession. 
creativeness, goal opportunities. And essentially, you just, yeah, you have to finish, but, but how so? It's not like they're not getting shots on goal. They are. Exactly. If they were clearly missing the net or if they were just fucking it up at, you know, in front or within not, five, ten bumbling. yards. Yeah, they're not bumbling shots. No. The shots are on point. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just hit the goalpost or, or the yeah, fucking the goalie makes a great save. They've had so much fucking woodwork yeah, dude. over the past couple of games. Bro, if I wanted to see that much pole dancing, I'd go to Tootsie. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Is that, is that your preferred? Sure. Okay, I don't know. I don't know enough about these things. <laughs> but Tootsie's hit it. Yeah. Hook it up with a sponsorship, bro. That's right, baby. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll take anybody. Cheetah. Seriously. Uh, BTs. BTs. I think, I think that's where more... more that crowd that we were hanging out with on Saturday night, some of them wanted to go to BTs. After. <laughs> well, why didn't we? You don't remember? <laughs> no. What do you mean, why didn't we? <laughs> Shout out to our Leslie friends. They wanted to go to BTs. <laughs> no big deal. Oh, those girls are fun. The good times. Yeah, man. Good times. But yeah, we didn't end up at BTs. Bro, no, fuck that. We got I got rent to pay. That's true. It can't be just fucking giving away my singles like that and <laughs> shit. Rent's due on the first. What's up with you? Rent's due on the first, guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. So, so, yeah, man. They tied it up. It was, uh, it was exciting, but at the same time, very we, we knew that it could have been a lot more. Yeah. You know what if, I mean? Let me, let me put it to you this way. At that point, you just salvaged. It was like putting lipstick on a pig. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was just like you were salvaging the caca. Mm-hmm. But if this game had been tied 1-1 since the 15th minute, then it would have been a super disappointing outcome. Exactly. It's just I the agree. timing of it made it so that, fuck, shit, at least we got a point. Because mm-hmm. it was about to be a really bad three-week stretch for Miami FC. Yeah, man. So now they turn around and they have the last home game of this little three-game stretch mm-hmm. against FC Edmonton next, uh, next Saturday. Cuban Heritage Night, don't you know? Yeah, that's true. I got it. Arielito. What's yeah, good? Arielito. And uh, we got it on good word from an, from an inside source that there were going to be some... Uh, Cajachina? No, well, I wish <laughs> Cajachina. I fucking love that shit. Maybe they will. Oh, bro, a little a little Cuban celebration uh, paraphernalia. You know oh, what I'm talking about? No. What what happens when the Miami Heat win oh, the championship? What pants. goes down on, on Bird in '87 by pots La Carreta? And, pots and pants. Pots you know pants. it. Yeah. You know it. So go go out there, support your local team, make some noise. Well, they better win. Edward finally gave in and bought a jersey. They gotta earn the pots and pants. I don't want to see no pots and pants before the, the the whistle blows. Who 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 needs to earn the pots and pants? Miami FC, bro. Cubans have done enough. No. Cubans have done enough to earn these pots and pants. Let them bang it out. Miami FC needs a win at home. That's right. Before I see any pots and pans getting banged. Okay. Okay. And then we're making babies. Then banging is happening. Exactly. When they win. First the pots and pans get pots and pans <laughs> gets banged. And, and then, then everybody else. And then does. everyone else gets banged. <laughs> so good stuff. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be there on Cuban Heritage Night. Go out support oh. your local team, like my uh, like oh, Edwin sure. is doing when he bought the Miami FC jersey. He finally gave in. He did. Yeah, he did. I mean, he got a good discount. That's right. You got the, an employee our friend Tito, who went to the uh, beer garden, he said he had a great time. Yeah. Just became an instant fan and also bought a jersey right away. Yeah. So it's a good and, time over there, man. Just come check out. Come yeah, check man. out some good soccer. Hang it's, out with us. It's a lot of Call fun. Call us. It is a lot We'll of head fun. down to the beer garden, we're, take we, a picture with yeah, Golasso and the Chick fil A cow. Listen, we're going to start hanging out in the beer garden. We got to have time for the fans, baby. Every game. We got to. And, come. I mean, there were nice things to look at down there. Oh, yeah. Come so, you know, that's it. That's it. Good enough for me. I like it. All right. Anything else so, about... Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, and Edwin would probably kill us, that Matic had possibly the game of the fucking goal of the goddamn year. For it Chelsea. was a fucking ridiculous Strike. crack. That was crazy. At man. the fucking... This, this motherfucker was like... He, was, he kicked it from busted. his own goal, bro. Yeah, man. Kicked was, it from, he was far out. 
That was like Steph Curry. Holy shit. Yeah, that yeah. was a half-court shot. Yeah. He was fucking far out, and he rocketed this motherfucker right into the upper 90. Yeah, like, man. if that shit wasn't going in, then it was taking down the whole goal post with it, like hockey style, <laughs> yeah. when the player just, like, drags the fucking goal with it. Yeah. Dude, that shit was a rocket, man. Yeah, man. It was a really impressive goal, and then famously, uh, who was it that had that crazy reaction? No, I don't know. Uh, Zuma, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Zuma's. Was it? Yeah, that had that, that crazy reaction. I'm not sure, but it was so good, man. But your boy, uh, your so, boy Fresh was Chelsea was, was happy. He was happy. He wasn't. He wasn't not happy. No, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's move on. Let's do it. That's enough for soccer, right? That's enough, man. Did we preview what's going on here? Yeah, we're good. We're, we're good, good to go. Oh, one last thing I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, everybody was talking about how Ronaldo reached 100 goals in the Champions League. Oh. Right? Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big He's the first one to get to 100. It's not as big a deal as whatever the fuck was going on on his head during a Classico, though. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, he had I don't that. Know. I don't the, know. That wasn't the first game where he had that haircut. I don't understand. I don't but, like I mean, we need to talk about it. He, like, bleached some tips, and then he let some hairs go down and shit. I don't know what the hell is going on, but right. it needs to stop. It needs to stop. He looked like he's, like, there for crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways... 100 goals in the Champions League, and it only took him 137 total appearances. It was a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, man. Next in line is Messi. He's got 94 goals yeah. and 115 appearances. So Considering the fact that you, you expect the level of competition to be much higher in the Champions League. Exactly. That's a really impressive feat. Yeah. Crazy, man. Who, who do you... Uh, take a guess. Who has the most Champions League appearances? Appearances? Yeah. A, a player? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like these, these two teams pretty much make it every year. Mm-hmm. So is it one of them? Yeah. Is it is it Messi? No, no. I just said Messi has one fifteen. Ronaldo oh, has okay. one thirty seven. Ronaldo's number five. Oh shit! In appearances. Fuck. Yep. Okay, so I guess it has to be one of the long tenured either Real Madrid guys or or maybe it's, like Andres it's a, Iniesta. It's a Real Madrid guy. Okay, so not Iniesta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sergio Ramos? No. I mean, you're fucking me, bro. Just fucking tell me. Iker Casillas. Oh, okay. So a former Real Madrid guy. Yeah. yeah. 164. God damn. Appearances. That's a lot of fucking caps, bro. Yeah, man. No goals, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. And not a lot giving up either. So, uh, yeah, no. That guy, he's that guy he's was, awesome, bro. That, that guy, guy was, was awesome. at the top of his fucking I respected, game. I respected yeah. that guy, even though he was a Madrid guy. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, Messi, only six, six goals behind... Uh, Ronaldo, but he's got like 23 less appearances. Yeah. So he'll get to 100 before, uh, before Ronaldo. Always did. a competition with you. Of course. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> right. All right, let's move on. Baseball. Oh, I thought you wanted to throw that out there to compare it to Messi's 500th goal, because I don't think we mentioned that. Oh, yeah. We, yeah 500th, 500th goal, goal of his Barcelona career. How about that? Right. 499. Oh, what a way to fucking get it. Game. Crazy. Oh, what a way to oh, fucking yeah, get dude. it. A game winner Seven. in the Classico, number Seven. 500. Sick. Super cool, man. I think next time he plays uh, Real Madrid, he should wear the number 500 on his jersey. I still <laughs> fuck with them, bro, when they play here in Miami. That's fucking awesome. Well, he already did that savage celebration. It was fucking ridiculous. It was I loved awesome. it. Yeah, bro. All right. Next up. Let's go. Baseball. What do we have? You want to discuss a little baseball? Yeah, man. All right. We'll like get through it. this quickly. There isn't really a lot to discuss. It's still the beginning of the season, and we don't want to get too into detail with, with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the no. Miami Marlins, they're in the middle of a, of a little bit of a, of a, road, ga- of a road stretch here. Mm-hmm. They went into Seattle. Uh, Seattle kind of took two or three from them. They played a good game. 
uh, that, uh, what was it? It was the, um, fuck, man. God damn it. I should look this up before I start talking shit. <laughs> fuck. But whatever. They lost two or three from Seattle. Yeah. And then they went into San Diego over the weekend mm-hmm. where they were able to get two of three. So, so far, so good. 500 on the road trip. But the story of that San Diego game, John Carlos Stanton is on a fucking tear right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's not even just home runs. Like, yeah. He's also getting on base. Bro. He's getting on base. I like this it. is good. Sometimes he goes through these. And he's a very streaky player yeah. for both positive and negative mm-hmm. effects. He's, but like, he's like Will Ferrell, bro. That's right. He's going streaky going through streaky. the quad. Yeah, into the gymnasium. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> oh, shit. But, dude, by the way, do you remember who Will Ferrell's wife is in... Uh, yeah, Ari Gold's wife. Ari Gold's wife, yeah, bro. bro. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. God damn. We're big Entourage fans here. Oh, man. if you haven't watched it, you need to get on this shit. What yeah, the bro. fuck have you been doing with your life? HBO Go and just hit up that Entourage. It's you know, great. or if you don't have HBO Go, then resort to illegal means. I'm not fucking judging. That's true. Just fucking watch Entourage. That shit is the shit. I'm just trying to get sponsored by HBO. <laughs> oh, is that it? They're going to give us a show one day. Watch. We could use it. Let we could use it. live on HBO. Listen, we'll be better than Bill Simmons. That's a fucking fact. Oh, yeah. Bill Simmons sucks. That's right. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Couldn't even last. Seriously. On the, Did they no. cancel that show? Yeah, dude. Damn. Like three it. seconds into it. Stop angle. Sorry, bro. No, that guy's still worth a whole fuck ton of money. And I love that website he's got. The Ringer? Yeah. It's really good, bro. Yeah. It's really good content. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's the creator of 30 for 30. Formerly Grantland. Yeah. Is that a fact? I didn't I, know that. I think so. I think it was Are his idea. Are you talking out of your ass again? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was, it was the 30 for 30s were, were his idea. For real? Yeah. Well, whatever. That might be the best thing ESPN does. And ESPN yeah. does a lot of fucking good things. Yeah, man. So if that was really his idea, that's some shit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, watch Entourage. Now, yes. the fish. Giancarlo Stanton climbed. His uh, average has climbed all the way up to 300. The good, the good guys on this team are performing. Mm-hmm. The guys you wanted coming into the season. Ozuna's having a really good season so far. Kirsten Yelich mm-hmm. is solid as can be. Yelly. Martin Prado recently made it back from the DL. He, he's been good. Mm-hmm. So and the Edge, fish are performing. Edge is having a gold glove kind of season, dude. Well, he just came back, but that play was fucking nasty. Bro. Oh, he's he's always Sick up there it. in the gold glove. Yeah, man. And it allows Miguel Rojas to be used uh, to give these guys off days. You don't want D. Gordon playing every day. You don't want Echeverria playing every day. You don't want Martin Prado. Mm-hmm. It's a long fucking season, and guys need to be, you know, they Rested. need to be, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, Giancarlo had that two-home run game. Another extra inning game for the Finns, for the Fish. Which they end up winning. Mm-hmm. It was in the uh, top of the eleventh. As Giancarlo has that crazy fucking, uh, it, dude, that shit was impressive. Yeah, man. It got out in a fucking hurry. He was like leaning back. He caught a low and and an inside ball, and he just fucking cracked it to the to the Western Metal Supply Company over there in yeah. San Diego. <laughs> Holy shit, that shit was fucking impressive. But that followed that D Gordon play, yeah. which was something else, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Justin Bohr gets on base, uh-huh. and D Gordon essentially power bunts. By swinging, and then the ball ends up at around the pitcher. He was going to beat it out anyways at first, but the pitcher does an errant throw, which ends up all the way in the right field line. And D. Gordon comes all the way around to fucking score. This guy is fast, first bro. base. He's fucking fast, You bro. know what it is? Most guys, uh, when, when they botch a, a play at first, they go to second. <laughs> yeah, bro. If <laughs> this Justin guy Bohr, came all the way fucking home, bro. If Justin Bohr, and it wasn't a close play at the plate. Fuck, They man. had no, no chance to throw him out. Nope. If Justin Bohr wasn't ca- careful, he would have fucking caught up with him. Dude, you know what that reminds me of? Oh, fuck. Was it rookie of the year, I think, where he's running the bases and the guy behind catches up to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's two guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. It was like uh, That's just funny, man. Yeah, Is it rookie of the year? I, it, it was one of those, but I remember what you were talking about. Where yeah. a kid is playing baseball. In Major League, they also have a kind of a scene like that. Oh, yeah? But, with, uh, yeah. With, uh, 
fucking what's his name? What Wesley Snipes? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah? yeah, I think so. What's his name in that movie again? Uh, Willie Mays Hayes, man. Willie Mays Hayes. That's Come right. on. <laughs> he bought a hundred pair of gloves. That's right. Bought a hundred pair of batting gloves. One for every base he was gonna steal this season. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, what was it? Every time he popped up, he gave the coach uh, some push-ups. You remember that? No. Oh, Every yeah, time yeah. he popped out, he gave the coach some push-ups. That's right. You got to keep the ball on the ground. If you, if you yeah. got speed, you got to keep the ball on the ground. Yeah. You hear me, D. Gordon? You fucked. For real. All right. So the fish have been playing well. They took two or three from San Diego. San Diego's a really bad team, mm-hmm. and you got to take advantage of the situation while you have. Now, uh, coming up, they have, a game, they have a series in Philadelphia right before coming home. And this is important, obviously, for divisional purposes. Yes, fuck but Philadelphia. There isn't a whole lot more to say about the, the fins, uh, the fish. God damn it, I keep fucking doing that. There isn't a whole lot more to say about the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Just stay tuned. This is a good team. They've, they're playing good baseball, and they're fun to watch. I mean, what, what do you have? What do you have in, 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 uh, in the Marlins? You have a guy who's exciting when he gets on base in D. Gordon. Yeah. You have possibly the best power hitter in all of baseball. Yeah. And John Carlos Stanton. Uh, I understand that the loss of Jose Fernandez means you don't have that ace anymore. But the pitching's been decent. It's been good enough because they've been putting up runs. That's right. Yeah. You have possibly the most exciting young outfield in baseball with Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. and John Carlos Stanton. In my opinion, the best outfield in baseball when all yeah. things considered with the youth. Yeah, man. They're really fucking good. And you have an up-and-coming. I, I, honestly, I think Raul Muto keeps getting overlooked, but the guy's having He's a having really nice season. season. Yeah, dude. And it, I'm telling you, it's, it is a some kind of fucking bonus in this league to have your catcher be that good offensively yeah. while not sacrificing anything defensively. Let me tell you, man. Usually, at this part of the season, yeah. after opening day, I don't really pay attention until basketball season is over. Mm. But I have been paying attention to the Marlins because they're fucking exciting, dude. Well, I mean, that might have something to do with the fact that the Miami Heat aren't in the playoffs. No, that's true. Yeah. No, but I still, I, I mean, I love basketball. And so I, I still, I'm still watching more basketball than baseball. But... I am paying attention to the Marlins. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, man. Come on down, baby. Now, something interesting happened in the world of baseball this weekend. Something that is all too familiar to baseball fans and non-baseball fans alike. Sapingones. Sapingones. Yeah. Bro, I, I, I've had it with this shit, man. I've had it with the stupid unwritten rules of baseball mm-hmm. and all this fucking shit. And any other walk of life, this shit can't go down like this. You understand? No, all right. So sure. here's what happens. If you're not familiar with the story. On Friday... The Baltimore Orioles were beating the Boston Red Sox 2-0. to zero. And in the bottom of the eighth inning, because they were playing at Camden Yards, they were playing at Baltimore. In the bottom of the eighth inning, a ground out uh, to the shortstop gets thrown to second base, and Manny Machado is running from first to second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boston Red Sox are trying to turn a double play. And Manny Machado comes in. He slides a little bit late so that he can break out the double play. And he, it seems like he's sliding a little too close to the bag. So as opposed to getting stuck to the bag, getting his cleats stuck to the bag, he goes airborne a little bit, and he goes spikes high on Dustin Pedroia. Yeah. Unforgivable, no matter what. We understand this. And he happens to spike him in the calf. Now, it wasn't that egregious because he didn't pile drive it into him. Mm-hmm. He, you can, he was seen pull, pulling up when he, when he knew that he went a little too high on the slide and even holds down Dustin Pedroia as he's falling down to the ground. Exactly. He's seen hold, held around him, which signals instant remorse. If you believe that it was at all intentional, and you have to believe that it was somewhat intentional because, of course, he was trying to break out the double play. But now, did it end up badly? Yeah. Yes. But no player is trying to hurt another player. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And Dustin Pedroia wasn't able to play the rest of the weekend because of it. He's been sidelined. Yeah. So, or dugouted. 
in fucking <laughs> baseball. I don't know. I don't know what the term is. But on Sunday, then in the eighth inning, the Baltimore Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles are losing that game six to zero. Yes. In the eighth inning, uh, a Boston Red Sox pitcher is seen throwing at uh, Manny Machado. Now we assume that he was getting thrown at Manny Machado was, but. Uh, it was more like just a bunch of inside pitchers, inside pitches. It was Eduardo Rodriguez. It was, he was a reliever for the Boston Red Sox. A lefty uh, threw a few inside, and it seemed like he missed his opportunity to hit Manny Machado. I don't know if it was a control issue. Maybe he was just trying to send the message without mm-hmm. actually hitting him, without sending the message or whatever. But whatever. To the baseball world and those of us who know that most of this shit is intentional and that they were going to retaliate at some point because Dustin Pedroia is the leader and the captain of the Boston Red Sox. Exactly. We knew... That this was, okay, you had your fucking chance. You did it. You didn't do it. That was the retaliation. Manny Machado got it. We all got it. Yes. But that wasn't enough for fucking closer Matt Barnes. No. The fucking super sapingo comes out here, and he tosses one in mm-hmm. to Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. Doesn't quite get him. Then he tosses another one right behind his fucking head, which yeah. actually ends up hitting Manny Machado's bat. Dude, when I saw that shit, when I saw it, I was super scared because I thought it hit his fucking helmet. That's how close it was. The hit, like his yeah. bat was just yeah. right behind. Yeah, it was his right head. off of it. it it's almost like it ricochets off his helmet. I was like, "Fuck!" And then I saw that like he was okay, and I was like, okay. "Dude, okay, this shit has got Dude, to stop." That's not cool. I'm man. done with this fucking bullshit. This shit's not cool, man. This is unacceptable, man. In what other walk of life could you could you just do this? Like we're just working out here, and then you you mm-hmm. piss me off. You the you you cut me this week out of fucking sound on on our podcast. So I'm gonna uh-huh. fucking throw the microphone at your head. You understand? Like, yeah. this is unacceptable. And any other... Dude, this is... Now, worst case scenario, he fucking kills him. Yeah, He man. fucking kills Manny Machado. We're yeah. talking about a 95-mile-per-hour fastball to the dome. Best case scenario, you hit him in the head. Manny Machado's out possibly for the rest of the season, deals with fucking concussion issues. Yeah. And uh, a career yeah. that is seemingly headed to Hall of Fame status yes. could possibly be cut short. We all this remember... so stupid. We all remember what happened uh, to Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Uh, not not last season, the season before. That's right. When it, I mean, that wasn't that was a re- that wasn't a retaliation thing. It just happened to be a pitch that got away from Mike well, Fires. From Mike Fires, yeah. But Milwaukee Brewers, Mike Fires at the time. Yeah, but fuck, bro, that shit was horrible, man. Like, yeah. Why would you want to potentially do you that don't to do anybody? It. Now, Matt dude? Barnes has since been quoted to the fact that he wasn't trying to hit him in the head. It was just a pitch that got away from him. But, but that's and what I, all you know what? Say, and I bro. all no, but in this case, I absolutely believe him. Mm-hmm. You're never trying to hit a player in the head. But the fact that you were trying to hit him, this is baseball. This is pitching. If you could control 100% of your pitches, then every pitcher would throw a fucking perfect game yeah. every single time. That's true. The fact that you were throwing a 95-mile-per-hour fastball at the guy's upper body means that you have the opportunity to hit him in his fucking face, yeah. in the head. So just don't fucking do it. Yeah, we man. get the message. Hey, basketball players don't settle this shit out on the court. When mm-hmm. fucking Kevin Garnett said that Lala tasted like honeycombs, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony <laughs> waited for him by the bus. Yeah. He didn't fucking throw a basketball at his head. You understand? Yeah. You fucking said, se- okay, you want to settle this shit? That's fine. And what other walk of life is it completely acceptable to have a fucking murder attempt pretty much because you yeah. take a 95 mile per hour rock and you try to murder somebody by throwing it at their <laughs> fucking head? This shit is unacceptable. The fact that we do it within the parameters yeah. of a baseball field does not make it okay. No. This is an assault. Yeah, exactly. This is assault yeah. with a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> in any I other know, fucking dude. walk of life. This is fucking ridiculous, man. Bro, it's like... This shit needs to stop. And then 
It's like Adam Sandler taking off his fucking ice skate and trying to attack a guy. Yeah, and, that's, and Happy that's, Gilmore, that's bro. Exactly it. You know what I'm saying? Trying to cut his fucking throat. This is fucking bullshit, man. This shit. They're like somebody press charges on this motherfucker, <laughs> Matt Barnes. The Baltimore Orioles need to press charges on him. I'll fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> so then Manny Machado is seen kneeling over, like, what the fuck just happened? And he catches Dustin Pedroia's gaze, yeah. and the camera catches Dustin Pedroia trying to explain to Manny Machado that he didn't do it. He didn't yeah. tell anybody to do it. So then since. Uh, injured pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, Zach Britton, has been quoted as saying that if Dustin Pedroia didn't want this to happen, he could have just said it to the uh, to the manager of Farrell or to or to the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. But clearly, he didn't say anything, and that uh, he should get his guys under control or some shit. This whole thing has become a thing. It's stupid. And these these are teams that are in the same division. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with baseball, oh, they, they that means they play at least six series out of the year. They will yeah. play three series at home and three series away. They will play plenty. These two teams will be yeah. seeing each other plenty. I think next game is May 11th or something. So now some stupid bullshit is going to happen where some fucking Baltimore Orioles pitcher is going to throw at the fucking Red Sox guy and we're going to have this whole shit ensue all over again and mm-hmm. all these murder attempts are just going to go by <laughs> like it's no fucking big deal. Dude. So in the real world, I throw a rock at somebody's fucking head and I don't have a 95-mile-per-hour arm. Yeah. I throw a rock at somebody's head and I land in fucking jail. Yeah. In baseball's world, this reliever just got a four-game ban. Yeah. A four-game fucking ban. This is this crazy, is bro. This is so stupid. What this, is this, And bro? I'm a baseball guy. You know this. Baseball is my favorite sport. Yeah. I grew up with this shit. I grew up under, you know, the era. My, my parents, uh, my dad taught mm-hmm. me, and before him, uh, his, my grandpa, they, they taught me how to play this shit. So you'd think that I would be a purist or any other shit, but I'm not, bro. This shit is fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's got to stop. Whatever. Fucking challenge the guy to a fight, to a duel. I don't fucking understand. Whatever you got to do. But stop throwing it, guys. Yeah, man. This is fucking bullshit. This is livelihood, man. Mm-hmm. This, it's stupid. It's stupid. And the thing is that every baseball player, especially a guy, because Dustin Pedroia is that guy. Dustin Pedroia is the effort guy. He's the little guy who yeah. made it just built on his motor, and he's always you know 110% at all times. He understands trying to break up a double play with a slide on second base. Of course. Now, did Manny Machado go in spikes high? Yes. Was it a bad outcome that it resulted in? Of course. Because now, uh, uh, you know, fucking Dustin Pedroia has got a bump calf and he's not able to play. But everybody in the baseball world understands this. Yeah, man. Now, what we need to stop understanding is this method of retaliation. Mm-hmm. Because it's just fucking ridiculous. And I've, I'm, I've had it. It's, it's super stupid, man. Yeah. I agree. I'm done here. I agree. Okay? <laughs> fucking good night, everybody. <laughs> Bro, I want to talk a little bit about FIU baseball, man. Okay, go ahead. Dude. You have the floor. All right. Um, they are on a, an incredible fucking run, man. They just beat Florida Gulf Coast University. They swept them in a two-game series. That's right. Uh, it was a home-and-home home series. Yeah, it was a cool little two-game, much yeah. like uh, you do with the, the teams that are very, like, regional. Exactly. So uh, if you don't know, Florida Gulf Coast is based out of Fort Myers, so just off the West Coast. Yes. Maybe about, what would you say, like a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive from here? Yeah, two-and-a-half, three you know hours, I mean? maybe. So, yeah, man. They, yeah, that, maybe on one of those fucking Greyhound buses, it's like three hours. Yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> Fuck those buses. Oh, God damn. It's the worst, bro. Hey, it's no bullshit? Of, uh-huh. Okay. Our friend Manny, you know our friend Manny that lives up in Orlando? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when Manny was in college, and Manny went to college at uh, UM, he went to the University of Miami. Uh-huh. He took an internship with General... Manny is uh, um, he's an engineer. engineer. Manny's an engineer, so he took a, an internship with General Electric, the company. Yeah. One of the better companies in the world, mm-hmm. and they're based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. That's where the headquarters are. And Manny took a six-month inter- internship there, which turned into like an eight-month internship. And our other friend, Michael, and I... 
we decided that we were going to, that's the general mic for those of you uh, who yeah. know him on the show. Uh, we decided that we were going to go visit Manny yeah. up in, uh, Louisville. in Louisville, Kentucky. We'd never been, Louisville. and it seemed like a good idea to go do it. So we start checking out some flights, and then we see how much cheaper it is to drive to go by bus. And we're like, <laughs> fuck it. We'll just fucking take a Greyhound bus. No big deal. Ugh. 27 fucking hours, Gus. 27 fucking hours. Yeah, man. I hopped on the bus, and Manny called me because yeah. he was going to work. He then called me later on that night and then called me the next morning when he got up. <laughs> I was still on the fucking bus, Gus. We were still on the goddamn bus. That's there was some crackhead cool, behind me that offered me what he called palitroque. Have you ever heard this term? What the palitroque. fuck is that? Those are Xanax bars. Ah, if you're not familiar, palitroques are like hard breadsticks in Spanish. Okay. He offered me palitroque, Xanax, some fucking crackhead. Okay? Every time we stopped at a guy, at a, at a gas station, at a guy. There, was this one fucking, uh, there was this one fucking lady who kept trying to sneak beer back onto the fucking Gus. Oh, yeah. Onto the bus. Onto the Gus. Onto the Gus, baby. That sounds right. Onto the bus, <laughs> and the driver kept having to tell her shit, I'm done with these people, bro. It was so uncomfortable. The leg room was impossible. Never again. Damn. Honestly, I'd rather die. <laughs> Death first. <laughs> Death before Greyhound buses for longer than whatever period of time. 27 I've heard, hours, dude. I've heard this story. You guys ended up visiting the Louisville base, uh, Slugger factory, right? Yeah, we did everything in Louisville. That's awesome. Um... Uh, famously, Muhammad Ali oh, is yeah. out of Louisville, Kentucky. So we yes. went to his museum. Uh, everything, obviously, it was his. So everything was yeah. based on him, and it was fucking awesome. We went to the Louisville Slugger Factory. That mm -hmm. was really fucking cool. Nice. Uh, I saw snow for the first time in my life. We went snowboarding. Oh, yeah. The thing about Louisville, Kentucky, it's, it's right on the border mm -hmm. of, like, uh, Kentucky. And then just across this Missouri, one bridge, you're into Indiana. Oh, Indiana. So we went snowboarding in Indiana. It was a really cool trip. If not for that fucking 27, well, it was so bad that we bought a one-way flight back. Oh, shit. Fuck that. We were not taking a goddamn bus on the way back. Fuck that shit, bro. And yeah, the thing man. is, you actually have to get onto three different... Dude, it took us like 16, 17 hours to get out of Florida. It looked like we were picking up Paquito from his house. Holy shit, man. Like, dude. Dude, it should not take you more than... Seven hours to get out of Florida? Seven, seven yeah. eight hours, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Damn, it took us 16 like 16 hours? fucking hours to get out of Florida. It looked like this Greyhound bus was stopping at everybody's corner, That's man. It's painful, man. Holy hell, man. God. So then we hopped on another bus somewhere. It, it ended up being like three buses. Yeah. And we were supposed to have breaks in between the buses. You get to the station, mm -hmm. and then you wait like an hour, and then the next bus takes off. But every time this shit was running late because we had some fucking crackhead trying to sneak alcohol onto the bus. <laughs> and this shit was running late to the fact that in 27 hours, the only thing we were able to do once was hit up a fucking vending machine. Fuck. That was it. Because we were always late for the next bus. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a fucking nightmare. Never again, Gus. Ugh. Okay? Like the Holocaust, Gus. Never again. Yeah, I agree. Do you understand? Of course. Fuck that shit. None of that shit is pleasant. No. None of it was good. <laughs> Anyways. Back to FIU baseball. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. So, a Greyhound so, right away. Dude, they took... You had the home and home. Yeah, they had the home and home. They won both. And Florida Gulf Coast University is a good fucking program. They are. They're a good baseball team. Yeah, man. They they have and they actually have a better record than FIU. Yes, uh, and against top twenty-five uh, ranked Opponent. teams, mm -hmm. dude. They um they have wins against UF. They have wins against uh, I forgot the other ranked teams, but they ha they had won four out of six against top twenty-five teams in the nation. Yep. And we went in there and we spanked that ass twice. Oh, they spanked that ass. Yeah, dude. The thing about okay, hold on, just go ahead, keep going, because I'm gonna get the facts on this. Do it. All right, so um, who did, next? Oh, I think they were they were at Marshall. Now, yeah, at right? Marshall over the weekend, and they yep. took two out of three in that they one. Took two out of three oh, at nice. Marshall. All you want to do in baseball bro. is win your series, dude. Impressive, man. And yeah. this run that they're going on, I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting top twenty-five consideration by the end of the regular season. And now, it's about it's about to go down. Yeah, 
Yeah, over what the next wait, two days. What do we got now? UM, bitch. Oh, yeah, that's right, UM. Fuck. Come on, man. Sorry, bro. Wake up. Uh, you know, my memory sucks. Go ahead. So what happened earlier Anyways, in the year against dude, UM? Uh, we spanked that ass. Oh, okay. Before like, you get to that, I'm like sorry. Like we normally do. Okay. I finally got the, the detail. It was a 12-5. It was 12-5 was the actual final score. At Florida Gulf Coast. At Florida Gulf Coast. That was a fucking beating. Yes. And then the next day, completely dominated. The next game, we were all at that game. We mm-hmm. covered it. I didn't go. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. What? Okay, our boy with the lemons. We gave him all the lemons. The shortstop. No, you know I, who I'm talking about. No, man. The yeah, Florida Gulf Coast game? I, no, I didn't go to that game. I know. I know you didn't go to the second one. But that game was also dominated by FIU. That was an actual shutout oh, yeah, yeah. by FIU. Was it 7-0? And, uh, yeah, it was a 7-7 seven, seven final score. And, uh, I mean, it was just, that was it. It was, mm-hmm. like, they beat them handedly, both yeah. games. It was 12-5, yeah, to five, so it was a seven-run differential in both games, I guess. But 12-5 to five at Florida Gulf Coast, and then 7-0 at home. Mm-hmm. It was just an impressive win all around, and uh, an impressive sweep of the, the home-and-home series, yeah, right man. before going into Marshall for the weekend. Yes. So, yeah, man. FIU, they're just on a crazy run. I wouldn't be surprised if, they get, if they're getting top 25 consideration by the yep. end of the season, man. Because they are holding their own against those ranked teams. Yeah. You know? And um, Earlier yeah. in the season, they swept Miami in the home-and-home. Home. Yes. They swept Miami at the home-and-home. One home. of them uh, with the walk-off, so famously oh. photographed by our, uh, our photographer extraordinaire, Alyssa <laughs> Walters. Alyssa she, Donna Walters, dude, for those awesome. of you in the know. Yes. She got such a fucking cool moment as, they're, as he's sliding into home. And then they're celebrating. The umpire is calling safe. Oh, yes. And, uh, and everybody's running out of the dugout. It was super dude, cool. That picture might be my favorite out of, of all time. Out, out of all the pictures that we have in our arsenal. Well, we got some good ones. And we got some good ones. Bro. That, we have that Stacey Coley catch. Coley picture. Oh, shit. Damn. Against FSU? Yep. That was a really good one. That was a great one. Go check out our fucking galleries, man. Seriously, They're man. all so good. In fact, check out everything on that website. It's all money down there. It is. There isn't anything less than a dime piece. Nothing less. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So then FIU swept that home and home, and now yep. they got another home and home. Now tomorrow, home. it will be at Alex Rodriguez Park at yes. Mark Light Stadium. No, tomorrow is at FIU. Oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, tomorrow is at FIU. Tuesday, tomorrow, at FIU. Wednesday, at UM. What's today? Today's Monday. Yeah, Monday what? The 24th? Uh, yeah, so Tuesday, April 25th yes. will be at FIU. Yeah. And then Wednesday, April 26th will be at Miami. The, uh, at that, the that'll be Miami. The, the last of the home and home. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man. Um, they, uh, they're playing their last two games of the season against each other, and FIU is already leading 2-0. So let's see what happens uh, with these next two games. It's a cool little hometown rivalry that, they, uh, that they're building here. Yeah, man. I, I like mean, it. It's fun. It's interesting. I mean, UM is obviously the more storied program, but FIU is having a hell of a season, man. I think they're going to take it. And predicted, well, they're predicted to be good in the near future here. Yes. They have that crazy recruiting class that possibly comes in next year. So a lot of of good players uh, doing good things. Speaking of uh, crazy recruiting classes, how about that UM football, number one in the nation recruiting class this year? So far, so far, yes. Yeah, I was checking done, out some of this. Yeah, I was I was talking to you the other day about this because I was checking out some of those numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, UM has that crazy recruiting class. They've had a bunch of four-star athletes and a bunch of uh, a bunch of three-star guys that have really committed to the U already. Yeah. Now, of course, until National Signing Day, this means nothing. These guys have to absolutely commit. Of course. But verbally, they have these uh, these recruits. And how about just that interesting fact that I told you, Patrick Sertan Jr., son yeah. of uh, former Miami Dolphins great quarter cornerback. Mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan, number fifth overall recruit, number five. I keep doing that. Yeah, fifth overall recruit in the nation. Crazy man, a five-star athlete. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Plays That's the nuts. same position as his father, cornerback. Yeah. 
He's been bred for this shit. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> you never get you never get that kind of shit through generation. It's usually like that's you yeah. know, like one's gonna be better than the other, like significantly better. Exactly. You know what I mean? Michael exactly. Jordan's kids were never even No. They they weren't able to make. Nope, not even so, close. Yeah. And we're right now we're watching Tim Hardaway Jr. He's a good NBA player, but he'll never be as good as his dad. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Fifth overall recruit, man. That's that's, that's some pretty, impressive that's shit. Pretty amazing, man. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Anyway, all right, let's move on because we have limited time here. We don't want this shit running for too long. Go. So let's get on to the NBA playoffs, yeah? Yeah, man. All right. Here's what I got for you. What you got? I'm going to let you choose okay. about the things you want to discuss here. Okay. All right. We have one team into the second round. Uh-huh. We have one superstar down. Uh-huh. We have one epic rant by a coach. Uh-huh. We have one. I like that one. Oklahoma City Thunder that refuses to involve his teammates even in post-game conferences. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, what else do we have in the NBA playoffs? Because they've been interesting so far. Uh, we got an injured guy. I oh, know. He, he said that already. Yeah. Uh, how about um, a one and an eight seed splitting the series so far? Oh, yeah. We have that. Yeah. We have one former reject uh-huh. down... In a series, and that being the reason that the number one seed is back in it. Yes. So, I mean, shit has been pretty crazy so far in the first round. It's yeah, been man. pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. What do you want to discuss first? Uh, how about that for stats? <laughs> Take that for <laughs> data. data. That's what it was. Take data. that for data. Take that for data. All right. If you haven't checked it out. Slam the table. David Fisdale is not about that life. He's nope. not about just getting bullied by the fucking referees. Nope. He gave some pretty compelling numbers in that post-game press conference, and I actually believed him, too. Yeah. Because that shit was for real. Yeah, man. Memphis Grizzlies has since tied this series at 2-2. Crazy. an overtime victory, was it yesterday? Yes. It was a Marcus All shot over the top. Kawhi Leonard has been fantastic in this series. He has, man. But uh, Marcus All hit that, that dagger jumper at the end with .7 seconds left to send the Grizzlies into an overtime win and a 2-2 uh, series tie. Dude, if Memphis beats San Antonio, which I don't think they will, but if they I, do... I don't think so either. I still got San Antonio in the series. If they do, Fizdale's going to get a crazy extension. He has to. I mean, this is first year. Settle down. Bro. Well, I'm not I saying mean, he doesn't on. deserve it. I love the guy. He's a former heat lifer. Yeah. Well, not former. He's hashtag heat lifer. Hashtag heat lifer, of course. But I like the guy. And the shit that he had to say in that post-game press conference was awesome. Oh, the way yeah, he stood bro. up for his players. Mm-hmm. Since, the they players paid, all pulled together. Yeah, 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 how cool is that? The players all pulled together, and they... Uh, they and paid they, his paid, fine. they paid his fine. That's awesome. Now, I mean, you know, Mike Conley makes ridiculous money yeah. after that fucking contract that he got this <laughs> offseason. He's the but, highest paid player, isn't he? Dude, he's like the second highest paid player in the NBA. That's awesome. It is fucking crazy. Good for him. But, yeah, hell yeah, good for him. So, the other thing is they've already made shirts. They've already rallied around it and shit. Oh, yeah. The other day I, saw, I saw a pretty cool picture. I, uh, I think I retweeted it from our account. Yeah. Where it was the Memphis Grizzlies GM. Uh-huh. He took a picture of some of the analytics guys, the analytics department, yeah. and they were all wearing take that for data shirts, <laughs> which is funny and ironic. That's awesome, man. So it was pretty cool. But yeah, man. You know, when he came out with that, with all the stats that he was talking about. They were he for had, real. It was, he was uh, receiving the, those numbers while uh, Pop was giving his press conference. Yeah. So he was like telling them, like, hurry up. I want these fucking numbers now because I want to talk about this during the – because yeah. he knew. He knew that. Yeah, he, he was on point. He had was, this – this happens a lot. He yeah. had to, it was a $30,000 fine, and he knew he was going to get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Phil Jackson used to do this a lot. 
Uh, Greg Popovich has been known to do this. All the yeah. great coaches, they've been known to do it. You're not afraid to talk about, uh, to take on the fine mm-hmm. and do it for your team to take on the referees because at the very least, it'll create some waves and it'll get some attention onto what you think has been unfair refereeing so far. Exactly. And, well, I don't know if it was the refereeing or not, but they played some really good games thereafter and they've now tied the series against what we thought was going to be a runaway series for San Antonio. Yeah, man. Who, who, who would have thought? Right? Who would have thought that yeah. that they weren't going to get swept? Memphis you know Grizzlies. I mean? they, they keep doing it. Yeah. They keep doing it. They're just, they keep playing their defensive style, their uh, antiquated style of basketball, but they keep getting it done. They're a really good, solid team. Now, it doesn't even get them close mm-hmm. to a championship. Yeah. Not since they went to that Western Conference Finals when they lost to the Golden State Warriors a couple yeah. of years ago. But they're fun but to watch, man. They're still fun. They're, they're, they're a, a fun good team. team. Yeah. They're a good team. Was it the Golden State Warriors that they lost against? Right? They got past mm-hmm. the Spurs and they, they beat the Golden State Warriors, I want to say. Two years ago? I mean, and they lost to the Golden State Warriors? Was that two years ago? Maybe. Yeah, I believe that was the one. No? I don't know. I don't think so, man. Okay. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> but the Memphis Warriors did make it to a Western Conference Final. Yes. The problem is that, you know, Zach Randolph, Marcus Hall, uh, you, Tony Allen, you have these guys, Vince Carter at the age of fucking 40. I mean, Dude. come on, man. Still... Playing at a high level, kind yeah. of, man. But that's not a recipe for a championship. Yeah. You understand? So the fact that they're so good is uh, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's fun. Now, uh, the Cavaliers, I mentioned, let's just get this shit out of the way. Yeah. Uh, everybody started freaking out after they took a one-point victory home in the first game of the series. Uh, not a fucking big deal. Against Indiana. Against the Indiana Pacers. Not a fucking big deal. Clearly, they ended up sweeping that series. Yeah. And Paul George is not happy. Nope. And no one's happy. And uh, I mean, a sweep sounds bad, but every every game was close. Bro. Every game was close, but yeah. LeBron James dominates the first round. He just doesn't lose in the first round. That's not what he does. No. And now Cleveland is the first team onto the second round. They will face the winner of the Toronto Raptors Milwaukee Bucks series. Yes. Which has also been interesting because yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo keeps driving at home that he is the best player on the court at all times. Well, the Greek freak is amazing. He's really man. good, man. And against a team that went to the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and pushed those eventual champion Cleveland Cavaliers to six games. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan has been not great. He's been inconsistent bro. at best. He He's was 0 for 8 in that last game. They're playing right now as we speak. Yeah. But he was 0 for 8 in field goals uh, attempted in mm-hmm. that last game. Uh, Kyle Lowry has been playoff Kyle Lowry, yeah. which for some reason is just like a shell of a fucking of, him, of himself. I have no idea what happens or what short circuits in a player. Well, he is coming Maybe off an injury, attention. No? He is. Yeah. But I don't know, man. There it takes a bit, players. man. It takes a bit to come back. From, no, I don't know anybody except for maybe a handful of players who can come back from an injury and just immediately be what they are. You know what I mean? Like fucking Adrian Peterson was that. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. Like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. So that series is interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what was the other? Okay, so the superstar that's down. Oh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, bro. Once again, that team is cursed, man. That team. I don't. I don't that know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say anymore. Honestly, we had this conversation not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was last week or the week before about what it takes to win in this league and what you do when you're not going to win. Yeah, you understand? Do you want to perennially be the a- Atlanta Hawks? Do you want to be the Los Angeles Clippers? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the Memphis Grizzlies? Exactly. Right. Exactly. A team that is going to keep making it into the playoffs, but you know. Deep down, they should know that they have no real legitimate shot at the championship because the Memphis Grizzlies will never make it past the Golden State Warriors. The thing is that every once in a blue moon, not even once in a blue moon, like once in a fucking generation, yeah. one of those teams wins. 
Yeah. Like the Detroit Pistons of the I knew you were going to use that example. Because that's the 2004 the one of, Detroit Pistons. That's our current generation's story. Well, last you know year was I mean? also a pretty improbable win by the Cleveland Cavaliers to come back from 3-1, when the Golden State Warriors were so clearly the better team in that series. Yeah, but they have the best player in the world. And so clearly <laughs> the better team in basketball. Yeah. So here's what happens. Basketball is unpredictable in a way. You never know which stars can go down. You mm-hmm. never know. Last year, none of us pre- predicted that the Portland Trailblazers were going to get out of the first round against the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. But Chris Paul and Blake Griffin end up going down, and all of a sudden, the Trailblazers are into the Man, second round. These motherfuckers go so, down at the wrong time every fucking season, dude. That's right. The problem is that we, in this, in this uh, fantasy era, in this uh, d- 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 content-driven era, we mm-hmm. view things as absolutes. Yeah. And they're not really that. As an adult, you learn that things aren't just fucking black and white the way you want them to as a child, the exactly. way you want them to be as a child. Of course. So here's, correct. So here's what happens. There, there's a nuance. And when you, when you deal in those, then you have to understand that basketball is a business. Mm-hmm. It is profitable for the new Los Angeles Clippers to keep this current team yeah. the way that it is, even if they know that they're not going to win a championship. Doc Rivers can still make this happen. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers can still get them to the playoffs. They've, dude, they've been guaranteed. They're pretty much... If they roll their guys out on the floor, they're guaranteed 50 wins. They've proven that over the last few years. Yeah. So a 50-win team again. In fact, 51, if I'm not mistaken. Again. Yeah. And Doc Rivers has had these guys. Now they have a good young core. This is basketball. They're finally the better team in Los Angeles, the better team in the Staples Center. It's been Now that the while. Lakers are down. Are, are yeah. down. So if, if you have to talk about putting a good product out there, if you have to talk about giving the fans something that they want to watch, then the Los Angeles Clippers are doing that. And when they get into the playoffs, I mean, none of us predict them to lose against the Utah Jazz, I don't exactly. think. No, no, they'll, right? they'll, they'll still win this series. So I, I think they have a chance. But now that Blake Griffin has gone down, it's a little bit more challenging. Yeah. I think this – now, the, the thing I'm more interested in discussing is what happens to Blake Griffin now going into free agency? I don't know, man. Uh, he's been rumored to have uh, interest in – some other cities, like here, here in Miami, you know, some people have been interested in Blake Griffin. I don't want him Well, the here, problem but... is it's kind of a good fit because Miami has a, a little bit of, a, of, of an issue at the power forward position after losing Chris Bosh. Yeah. Now, they seem to have found something in James Johnson, but he's a little bit more of a hybrid between the small and the power forward position, mm-hmm. and he can do it all. So Blake Griffin is one of those guys that can play uh, the athletic style up and down kind of basketball that the Miami Heat are interested in doing, so he's been rumored to down yeah. here. The thing is that for Blake Griffin, we can keep James Johnson and Deion Waiters. For the price? For the price. Well, Blake Griffin's going to be a max contract player. Exactly. I think so. Yeah. And now it depends on what the market demands for a guy like James Johnson and what Deion Waiters and Deion mm-hmm. Waiters and on the decisions that they place on staying with the organizations or not. Exactly. Now, here are the issues that I think for my interest, yeah. which is the interest of the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to find yourself in another Chris Bosch type situation after you just dealt yeah. with your max player? Now, Blake Griffin doesn't have fucking blood clots, and he's not, you know, this isn't life-threatening shit that might, uh, issue, yeah. that might push him to retirement. But he is, unfortunately, there are just mm-hmm. some of these guys in the league, a la Derrick Rose, yeah. that just seem to be injury-prone. Yeah. I hate to use that, that context because this shit is so, you know, you got to be so unlucky and it's so arbitrary. But unfortunately, Blake Griffin has proven to be one of these guys that just can't stay on the field the or on the that, court. In the this thing case. is that um, once you get... Once you start getting injured kind of frequently, your body starts compensating Correct. different places, and, right. and then you're more likely to injure that part of your body. Which is what has happened to Derrick Rose here. Exactly. So if you're Miami, you already have a mass contract player in the books right now that hasn't been able to finish out. He mm-hmm. didn't play this season, and he didn't finish out. He didn't play the, the, the last stretch of the last two before that. Yeah. So you already have that going on. You've dealt with Josh McRoberts. 
and everything that he has been during his tenure in the Heat, which yes. is he cannot fucking stay on the floor. Yeah. He himself, by his own admission, I'm tired of being the, the injured white guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so if you're the Miami Heat, do you want to deal with a player who has proven to be so injury prone? You Are you man. so ready to give out that fucking max contract willingly? I no, think man. You can't. And Blake Griffin, and you, like, can't, you can't win with Blake Griffin as your number one player. And like the Miami Heat, I think there are a lot of other teams that are a little weary right now of what the fuck's going on. Because Blake Griffin, how can you guarantee him money? And that's what basketball contracts are. They're it's guaranteed rough, money. Man. You'll probably end up in the Knicks. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. Him and Joakim Noah just making that good money. <laughs> yeah, for real. With their ski masks. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But it's, it's worrisome. Yeah, man. And I, now I, it's I'd giving Utah have... Jazz, the Joe Johnson-led Utah Jazz. Oh, you know it, baby. Yeah, I saw Joe. Yep. He's back in this bitch. Dude, I don't know how he's still doing what he's doing. Well, they tied that series up too, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my boy uh, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, man. And they got Rudy, Rudy Gobert back. Yeah, back. yeah. He finally came back last game. Bro, I didn't know he was the leading shot blocker in the NBA this season. Rudy Gobert? Yeah, yep. man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Block leader. Yeah. That's on Whiteside. He's not Just happy about step it. Step up your game, Whiteside. That's right. <laughs> block party. We can't let these Frenchmen come in here Host and, that block and defend. Party. <laughs> so, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you got to protect our borders, Whiteside. Seriously. They were fucking... I mean, who respects them anyways? Okay, they're neutral and shit. <laughs> yeah. No, France is not neutral. That's Switzerland, bro. No, bro. France was almost famously neutral. No, bro. They just, they yes. just uh, surrender they, all they the were, time. No, well, they were famously <laughs> neutral. So here's the deal. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if you're, honestly, I don't, I don't know what happens with Blake Griffin here. And yeah. I don't know what happens with the Clippers. Because a lot of people are getting, your, that, that window might be closing on them. That window of opportunity where Chris Ball is getting to his later years. I think it's Blake already Griffin, closed, man. Yeah. I, think I mean, it's I, don't, I don't, they weren't going to, as far as I'm concerned. Even with Blake Griffin. Fuck, man. Like, even with Blake Griffin, if they yeah. get getting past the Jazz, they're still not going to be Golden State. You know what I'm saying? The problem is that with some of these teams, like, you just, wrong, sorry, man. Like, wrong time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. But wrong time for you to be fucking good. Yeah. All of a sudden, the San Antonio Spurs were the fucking tits. Mm-hmm. and they took it home, and, and they were awesome, and they were in your way. Yeah. And then the fucking revolution of the goddamn century happens in basketball, and the Golden State Warriors are what they are, and now they're in your way too. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, but you assembled that team at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Now, there's still value in being great because, as we've discussed, uh, NBA is not all about only one team can win. So it's not just fucking give up and surrender if you don't have a chance at the title. Exactly. But, I mean, for the Clippers, I, I, I don't think they got a shot here. No, they don't. That's not to say that they should blow the whole thing up or whatever. There's still value. Like I said, there's value in winning 50 games. There's value in being the third or fourth seed or whatever. Yeah. Nobody saw what the Rockets were, were doing coming into the season coming. But I don't know, man. Honestly, I, I, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know what Doc Rivers does from here. I don't know, man. I think they'll keep it together just because what other options do they have? You well, know what I the mean? The Blake but Griffin thing is yeah. disconcerting. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. So DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul. There you go. That's it. There you go. Chris Paul, come to Miami. Oh, oh is that it? Sure. You want to set up the fucking home down here? <laughs> the old people home? The old people home, yeah. Carmelo Chris too? Chris Paul's a little old. Just no. bring, it, bring down the, the entire fucking banana boat down here? No, no. I don't want Carmelo. <laughs> why? Oh, no Carmelo? No, why? So the ball cannot move ever? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. All right. Anything else in the playoffs? Just go ahead and update us on all these series. Go ahead. All right. Well, Boston and Chicago are tied 2-2. That's a 1-8 series. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, nobody wants to win at home. And nobody wants to win at home. That's right. That's right. 
uh, Washington. Rajan, oh, I'm sorry. That's what we forgot to say. Rajon Rondo lost in oh, that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, well, maybe not lost for the series, but uh-huh. he's got his issues now. And uh, after this guy was a fucking reject for so long throughout the year where yeah. we thought that he was going to get cut and Dude. he was having that, that live spat for the world to see against Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. and protecting the young guys and all this shit. He was good down the stretch for them. He was starting to turn that corner, man. Like the numbers were showing. He was his assists were going up. I think he, he was, was averaging like hole. fifteen and ten or something like that yeah, with uh, a decent amount of rebounds because he's always been that triple double guy. When he's good, yeah. he's good, and he was good down the stretch for them. He was part of the reason that they were able to hold off mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Miami Heat yeah. for a playoff spot. Fucker. And now it seems crazy to say that this guy who was almost cut several times throughout the season. Might be the reason that the number eight seed can't beat the number one. It's just such a bizarre fucking thing that's going on over there in yeah, that series. It's crazy. Super weird. Super weird. And on yeah. top of that, then you had the thing that happened with Isaiah Thomas, which was regrettable, of course. Oh, yeah, man. And, but he's playing well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That series is weird, but nobody that's wants weird. to win at home. Yeah. So but now that one's tied 2-2. We'll that one's tied 2-2. Uh, right now, we got Washington and Atlanta. That's right. Playing uh, their game four. Yeah, they're in the first half still. Yeah. But and, John uh, Wall, monster. Monster, bro. He's, oh. a, he's like a vintage Dwayne Wade. That runaway dunk the other day. Oh. Behind the back, lefty slam Dude. over Kemp Bazemore. Crazy. Oof, crazy. Disrespectful, bro. Crazy. Put your nuts in his mouth. Wizards lead that series 2-1. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably going to win. I think they're going to win. Wizards? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. I like the Wizards. Honestly, I think the Wizards might be the team in the Eastern Conference Finals. So do I. Because the problem is that the, 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 um, the fucking Cavaliers fell to the second seed. Yeah. So now the Raptors, who were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, are forced to take on the Cavaliers in the next round, if they even get through Milwaukee. Yeah. So it'll be either the Celtics or the Bulls against either the Wizards or the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I like the Hawks to get out of that. The Wizards. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, the, the Wizards. Yeah. To, get, to beat the Hawks and then to beat whatever team comes out of Celtics-Bulls. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Washington's looking real good right now. Cleveland man. seems like, they. don't get me wrong, they weren't, awesome in that first series mm-hmm. but they seem like they're kind of getting back together yes uh and well lebron's lebron yeah lebron he's he's the guy that can flip the switch yeah but you're as worried a, about the other guys yeah that as a team bro they're not going to play the kind of defense that you need to win a championship man you know what i'm saying let like, jr smith take his shirt off <laughs> just let him fucking play like that man i want entertainment shirt? no they should paint the jersey on him i want justice <laughs> i want justice <laughs> Oh, God. Well, yeah. All right. So, uh, in the rest of the Eastern Conference, you got Toronto and Milwaukee. They're playing right now. They're game five. What are they at? What? Toronto and Milwaukee. 2-2? Two, two? No. No. What are they? Uh, uh, God damn it. I don't know. 2-1? I think this is the fourth game of the series. No, they're... they're Tonight. They're playing right now. Yeah? It says game five on my computer. Oh, shit. Did yeah. the game already finish? I know they were playing earlier today. Well, they're playing right now. It's live now. Okay, yeah. This yeah. is game five? Yeah. So what's that series? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, that series is tied at 2-2. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, that series is tied at 2-2. Mm-hmm. And as we speak, the Raptors lead the Bucks, 74-63. All right. I still like the Bucks. Just In that series? Yeah, man. Because of Giannis? Giannis, bro. The Greek freak. That guy's awesome. Usually Such in the playoffs, name. you tend to pick the, be- the better player in the series. Yeah. But it's just Milwaukee doesn't have a lot more going on. Here yeah, I know, man. Than <laughs> it's Giannis. Him. Yeah. It's him. We should bring him they to need Miami. To, they, need to, they need to get better. Yeah. They need to get better quick. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to lose them. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then Cleveland already swept Indiana. That's right. Paul yeah. George, not happy. 
not happy, bro. He's famously he's one more year left in the contract, but he he has stated or he hasn't stated, but the the rumor mill is that he he would like to be a Laker. He grew up in Los Angeles, of course. That's the team he uh, he grew up rooting for. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't seem happy in Indiana or with whatever the hell is going on over there. Nah, he's leave. I think he's gonna leave, man. But uh, the problem is that you have one year left on the contract. So if you're yeah. in Indiana, this is decision time. You got to yes. get something. You got to talk to him. You got to have that that honest heart to heart conversation with him because it's either you trade the superstar. Now they have they have a superstar, a generational player in in Paul George. Yeah. So you never want to lose that guy, but you especially never want to lose him for nothing. Exactly. So if he's gonna walk anyway, yeah, there's no sense in pushing it for one more year if you can actually trade him and get something back. Exactly, man. And you, and you ask him, where do you want to go? You know, what teams just, would you like to you go? You just to? gotta, you, you gotta know. You gotta yeah. know. Hey, if we can do something, if we get better next year, like what what would cause you to stay? And if not, then by All Star break next year, mm-hmm. homeboy's got to be gone. Of course. Because Indiana's got to get something back. You can't lose that guy for nothing. Of course, man. Miami pull the trigger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who are you giving up? Oh, man, I don't know. Miami doesn't think, have I, assets, bro. I got to think about that. We don't that. have any fucking draft picks. No, we don't. I mean. You only have the young guys. Justice Winslow. Got to yeah. go the other way. And I'll gladly give up Justice Winslow for Paul George, of course. Hell but yeah. he's not going to be the only piece in that trade. That's no. the problem. We give up Winslow. We give up uh, McBob. Yeah, but I'll give him up for a pack of gum. So do I. A used one. Of course. <laughs> for a, a used uh, piece of gum from yeah, under the ha- table? half eaten. Like juicy fruits. <laughs> it, it goes bad in like the first five seconds. Yeah. Don't even care. Take him. No, exactly. Yeah, man. Whatever. All right. All right. Uh, on the western side. On the west, Golden State, Portland. Golden State's winning 3-0. They're going to sweep. They're going to. For sure. They're going to rock it. Yeah. Uh, Clippers, Utah are tied at 2-2. Mm-hmm. We, spoke, we spoke about them already. Uh, Houston and OKC is interesting. Houston's leading 3-1. Yeah. But Westbrook is fucking being Westbrook and getting triple doubles and shit. Yeah, the problem is That's that crazy. Russell Westbrook is... Uh, at some points throughout the series, he has embodied that concern about him, the thing that some of the critics have to say, uh-huh. which is not that he doesn't have help on the team. It more looks like he doesn't want help on the team. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Where he's just being that stereotypical fucking ball hog where he's going to shoot, he's going to go up and down the floor no matter what, three guys on him, it doesn't fucking matter. He's going to get shit done by himself. Yeah. Now, they are terrible without him throughout the bench, which led to a pretty epic rant and a pretty uh, epic battle against the reporter yes. who asked Stephen Adams, about them again struggling without uh you gave me the plus minus numbers earlier today do you have those no look them up uh, it was of him and when he's not out when he's not on the yeah, team. yeah when he's on the floor and I when he's not on the floor 16. it's it's just like a ridiculous number yeah but they they clearly suck without him and then the reporter asks Stephen adams about the concerns about him being off the floor again and russell westbrook cut in like he does in the middle of the game takes the ball away and then just fires back at the reporter that he doesn't want to hear this shit anymore. It was a pretty interesting back and forth because you never hear a reporter going back at the player like that. Yeah, man. Which was uh, something. He, w- he wouldn't let Steven Adams talk. He, what, Russell Westbrook? Yeah. No, he wouldn't. But if you're the reporter, like at that point, I mean, I can only imagine myself asking those questions. If it's already gotten confrontational, you don't want to fucking get into it with an NBA guy. Just drop it. Just drop it and then in your article, just write that thing. That guy was clearly yeah. looking for a quote from Stephen Adams because it was an integral part of his fucking article or whatever the hell he was writing. Exactly. But at that point, you just cut your fucking losses and you talk about what Russell Westbrook said, which is he refused to fucking let Stephen Adams play and then, you know, he doesn't want to talk about those things. Yeah. <laughs> but that it's clearly a sore issue. Yeah, man. I mean. Yeah. What's it called? Anyway. Westbrook is, when he's in the game, he's a plus 3.1. Yeah. Yeah. But. Which... 
already means that they struggle without him. Yeah. I mean, with him. With him. So to make a him, I think without him, they're a minus 16. It's a ridiculous number, but they, they just can't, they can't hang on in the series. And they're going to end up losing the series. You yeah. thought that maybe if Russell, if you consider Russell Westbrook to be a better player than James Harden, and in my case, I do. Yeah. I, you, like, again, in basketball, you tend to do that thing where maybe you just pick the best player on the court to win for his team. But uh, Houston, too good for, for the Oklahoma City. Yeah, they, they, they just, just don't have, have better enough. players. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. Uh, and then we got uh, Spurs versus Memphis tied at 2-2. That's, yeah, that series is fucking awesome. That's an awesome series. Yeah, yeah it's cool. That's fun. And we spoke and about that And possibly already. the two quietest superstars in the league, if you consider Mike Conley to be a... Kawhi Leonard absolutely is. He might be the best player in the league. Oh, he's an injury. Silent. But Silent Mike assassin. Conley is really good also. Yeah, man. And he's like the guy that nobody ever considers when we're talking about the top players. Mm-hmm. But Memphis clearly deems him to be a top player. You know, and they showed... They manifested in his, in his contract. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're those two quiet superstars that are just taking on each other. And apart from that, you got a bunch of other good players, two great organizations. Uh, Bro, Memphis has been really good. Memphis is one Mario Chalmers away from getting over the hump. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it, baby. If only he could make it back for them. That's it, man. The best player on every team, Mario Chalmers. That's true. He knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Big Shot has Mr. that tattooed on him. That's right. He hit one fucking, yeah. one fucking banked one in three. saving shot. Crazy. Yeah, but because yeah. of it, Derrick Rose doesn't have a fucking national championship. That's right. So fuck that guy, Derrick Rose. <laughs> and thank you, Mario Chalmers. Gotta also took Mario it away Chalmers, from uh, Calipari. That's right, yeah. 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 That's before he went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes, so. Go forth, my son. That is it for the NBA playoffs, man. That's right. Good stuff. We'll keep uh, our eyes peeled. Yep. We'll still early. It's still the first round. Yeah, we'll see what happens towards the end of the first round and then into the second round here. Yeah. Now. Yeah, what you got for me, bro? Is that it? For the playoffs? Yeah, is that it for the show? Oh, no, you wanted to talk Finns. Oh, well, I only want to talk about the Finns for a second or two. Do it. The schedule was released for the Finns, and uh, it was a pretty interesting one considering the fact that we have four primetime games. Yeah. The Finns seem to be getting, the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, seem to be getting a little bit of uh, recognition here Mm -hmm. by some of the bigger networks. Since, I heard this crazy thing the other day, since NBC signed the contract for Sunday Night Football, uh-huh. the Miami Dolphins have only been on it twice. That's crazy. And that was over 10 years ago. Now, Damn. yeah. Can you blame them, though? No, the Dolphins have sucked. The Dolphins have been good exactly one year when they went 11-5 and five with Chad Pennington in 2008. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. In fact, they followed that up with a 1-15 season. so unless you wanted Greg Camarillo scoring that overtime uh, touchdown against the Ravens then you weren't getting a good game out of the fucking Dolphins yeah Uh, they haven't given them much reason but we have a Thursday night football game Mm -hmm. we have a couple Monday night football games and we have that Sunday night football game which happens to be against the Raiders which if the Raiders are as good as we expect them to be next year if Derek Carr can get back onto the field healthy Mm -hmm. then we expect that to be a good game so that's pretty cool yeah man I like that that was significant now they have the bye in week 11 and I don't want to turn this into the fucking uh, scheduled discussion show but I thought it was interesting that they have the bye in week 11 and then they have their their last six games so the last what you predict to be the last stretch of the season to try to make that playoff push they have both games against the Patriots both games against the Bills and then the Broncos at home and at Kansas City Chiefs. Shit. That's a tough stretch to end the season. Fuck yeah. Good thing it comes off a bye. Yeah. It does come off of a bye, so you expect guys to be a little bit more healthy. Yeah. But you play at New England, at Kansas City, and at Buffalo late in the season. Fuck. So you expect those to be cold weather games. At, Apart yeah, from that, the yeah. Broncos, 
That's a tough game. It's a tough six-game stretch, man, to try to stretch it out until the playoffs. So that's yep. interesting. And they got fucked on the schedule, bro. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happens when you become a better team. Yeah. Because that's how it's done. That's true. Yeah. Jarvis you make Landry the playoffs, you play a better though. game. No. He still thinks we're going to sweep the Patriots. Oh, of course. No matter what. No matter what. So uh, there's only one more thing that I want to talk about the Finns, and that is your first round and the draft will take place this weekend. The first round takes place on uh, Thursday. Yes. And it will – Thursday will be what? Uh, Thursday, April 27th? Yes, right? yes. So Thursday, April 27th, uh, your Finns have the number 22 overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pretty interesting story came out on Jabril Peppers. Did you hear about this today? Yeah, that he uh, failed the drug test? No, he has a diluted sample. It Dil- was a diluted okay. sample in the drug test for the combine. Yeah, which basically uh, ma- it causes you to fail the test. Correct. In the, in the NFL, it would. Now, they since then talked about the fact that he had some dehydration issues and he was drinking plenty of water because he was one of the guys that uh, uh, he, at the combine... He participated with both the defensive ends and the linebackers because he's considered to be a little bit of a hybrid, maybe like an outside linebacker. He's going to get some try at safety. He seems to project more as one of these guys that's a little bit of a rover, kind of like mm-hmm. that Cam Chancellor style. Okay. That you can play a little bit of linebacker and or you can play or you can drop back to safety and pass coverage, that kind of thing. Exactly. They're built too big for a safety, built too small for a linebacker, that kind of shit. Uh-huh. So he might be a guy. Now the the reason why this is interesting is because he's projected to be one of those guys that falls back in the first round to a uh, possibly 22nd overall Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. who have such a need at the linebacker and in that middle of the defensive field position. Because of the And the, the to boot, they have Steven Ross, who is, of course, a Michigan, a Michigan alum guy. and a Michigan guy. So it's a pretty interesting connection that they've yeah. made to Jabril Peppers. In the, and famously, last year, we took uh, Larry Tunsil, mm-hmm. who happened to drop down to us, and we got extremely lucky. Because this guy might have been the first overall pick in the draft yeah. just because he's decided to smoke a little weed out of a fucking gas bong. <laughs> no big deal. The yeah. mask. The gas mask bong. Fucking A. Man, it looks like we're going to get lucky again, bro. Hopefully. I mean, reckless speculation aside, I don't want to like sound crazy or anything, but I'm 110% positive that the Miami Dolphins released that gas mask video. Yeah. To have Larry Tesla <laughs> fall back to that. So they're the ones that diluted that sample for the fucking Jabril Peppers. Uh-huh. That happened too. We got some shit going on down here, and I like it. I like it, bro. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just don't get caught like Bill Belichick. That's it. All right? Fucking yeah. put the cameras away, guy. Seriously. Just start, you know, don't fucking let the Colts intercept you when you got deflated balls. Exactly. I'm sorry. Man. Bro, use a, use a drone. What are you doing? Come on, guy. For real. All right. So that's it for me and the Finns. <laughs> I just thought it was a little interesting mention here at the end. Good stuff, man. Yeah, so... What good up, show man? today. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? No. Good show today without Edwin. I think uh, we did well. Of course we did. We talked about some good stuff. Of course we did. Now, of course, we were missing that dynamic that is me and Edwin when we get at it, when oh, we yeah. fight, when yes. he wants his usual bullshit, yeah. and I refuse to put up with it. <laughs> and then you're forced to be the somewhat mediator here. Yeah, and then I got to be all like... That's right. You're like that guy at the uh, boxing press conference before it happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The guy's in the middle always. Oh, yeah, the promoter. Yeah. The boxing promoter. Yeah. Or like in the UFC, it's Dana White. It's Dana the White. The commissioner, you know? Yeah, I mean, he always gets caught in between. Yeah, but he's a fucking instigator. That oh, guy wants them is. to fight. Hell yeah, he does. <laughs> he loves that shit. It's just fun. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. All right. So was this. This was good times. Yes, it was. Let's wrap it up now. All right, everybody. So uh, before we go, check out LemonCityLive.com. Check That's out right. our, our, all our past shows. Check out our game recaps. Uh, the Lemon Drop, which will now be dropping on Wednesdays. That's correct. Coming from now, uh, from now on. And, uh, oh, I'll give you a little preview about the one this week. All right. The NBA playoffs have inspired me to talk about my best moment as a sports fan. Can you guess to what that was? Oh. 
your best moment as a sports fan? My absolute favorite moment as a sports fan and my recollection of it. Was it 2006? No. Then I don't know. It was Ray Allen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ray Allen 3. So look forward to that. Sexy. Yeah. Shit. Super. It's just the best. And the thing is, I'll talk about it on the piece. You know what? No. I don't want to give anything away. All right, yeah, but yeah. go ahead. Don't go check it out. It's going to be a good one. Uh, coming out Wednesday. I hope. Wednesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it up Wednesday morning. As soon as you wake up, it'll be there. And uh, yeah, man, go check out LemonCityLive.com. Good stuff. Uh, we'll be at FIU Tuesday and at UM Wednesday. Yeah, check us out on all the social yep. media. We're going to be very active here over the next week or so. We got the FIU baseball games coming up. We got another Miami FC game coming up over the weekend. Yep. So let's do it. Let's do it. Right. All right. For Producer Fungus and Hipster Rick, this has been Lemon City Live. Good night, everybody. Bye.